BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Could he be the ghost of the NBA again? Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So the story originally happened... Overnight, last night. Now, this is a gift. We don't normally get gifts like this. We don't. I mean, it doesn't normally happen. Uh, But it did. Kawhi Leonard traded in the middle of the night. The trade officially announced, not in the middle of the night, but we found out about it. So Kawhi Leonard leaving San Antonio, that place he despises, can't stand it. And he has said, hasta la vista, along with Danny Green, Danny Green's got to be like, what the hell did I do? I'm getting traded because of you, you punk. Uh, but Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, gone outbound of San Antonio. They're headed to Toronto. 
an inbound DeMar DeRozan, some guy I've never heard of, and a protected first-round draft pick next year. So that's uh, that's the big deal. Now, this led to what? A feeding frenzy. Like sharks seeing blood in the water. They, they were going for it. Uh, now, the NBA media, and more than just the NBA media, you expect the NBA mainstream media people to uh, be crazy because that's what they do, right? This is the big thing. They're going nuts. You know, they got something new to talk about. But it's the players, right? Many of the reports, many of the stories, the people reacting to DeMar DeRozan and Kawhi Leonard being traded for each other, many of the reports about the Toronto side indicated the possibility that Kawhi Leonard might never play for the Raptors. Say what? What? All right, let me explain. If if you've not heard about this, now maybe you missed it. Several media outfits claiming... League sources. I always love that. Now, remember, what have I told you in the past about league sources? League sources could be the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver. League sources could be the person selling popcorn at the Target Center. Because technically, that person works in the NBA at games and could be considered, if you're in a very liberal approach, a league source. But anyway, so the, the reports are, hey, league sources say Kawhi Leonard has... Zero interest in playing in Canada. Oh, Canada, not my home and native land. Leave me out of here. So there there have been indications from these so-called pundits that Kawhi Leonard could actually sit out the entire season if necessary. Now, there are mixed reports on this. The early reports all said Kawhi Leonard's not going to go to Toronto. He doesn't want to play there. Uh, then there were some mixed messages, some mixed signals that said, well, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. This actually could happen. He could actually go to Toronto. Uh, but if, if you were to weigh the won't play in Toronto, considering not playing in Toronto for Kawhi Leonard versus those saying he's open to it, he's opened his heart to it, the ones that say he doesn't want to play there are much, much more than the ones that say he is willing to play there. So we know that Kawhi Leonard essentially – is in a weird situation. He's in a, like a twilight zone situation. He was already done in Texas. That was going to be his last season. Now, that leads us to this obvious point, this obvious point we're at right now. The question, we'll frame it this way. The question is, what are the chances that Kawhi Leonard doesn't report to the Toronto Raptors? Now that he's been traded, now we've, we've broached this subject in the past, but what are the chances that Kawhi Leonard does not actually play and attempts a coup, to, you know, a coup and, and not even play uh, a game in Toronto? I'm going to go 0% that Kawhi Leonard doesn't play in Toronto, and I'll tell you why. My thoughts on this, you've got the detainee, Bernie Madoff, and Disney-esque. And we will attempt to tie all of this together. Now, number one, Kawhi Leonard does not have a leg to stand on. And possibly really doesn't have a leg to stand on. But he was under contract with the Spurs. And that agreement was transferred to the Raptors. That's, that's it. That The contract agreement that Kawhi Leonard had to be an NBA employee for the franchise in San Antonio was transferred to Toronto. So essentially, Kawhi Leonard is an NBA employee for the league itself, the standard NBA contract, 
And as it says in the standard NBA contract, he can then be transferred to any of the other 29 members of the cartel of basketball. And there's 30 teams. So if you're on one, you can then be shipped to any of the other 29. Even when you have a trade, a no-trade clause, you can still be traded. Carmelo Anthony had a no-trade clause. He got traded from the Knicks to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And yet, people continue to spread this dogma that Kawhi Leonard won't report. He's not going to play in Toronto. And I say... These people are uneducated fools who say this. Now, what's my evidence? My evidence on this, you got to look at the language. Do your homework. You look at the language on the standard player contract. If you go to Section 3, withholding services, that's Section 3 of the standard NBA playoff uh, player contract, which was signed by Kawhi Leonard, everyone signs it. LeBron James signs it. Guys you've never heard of with a lot of vowels in their name, they sign that also. Everyone signs the same standard contract. It says right there, a player who withholds playing services called for uh, by a player contract for more than 30 days after the start of the last season covered by his player contract shall be deemed not having completed his player contract by entering the playing services called for thereunder. That's a lot of uh, legal language. You can tell lawyers had their fingers all over this. You can tell that. So what's the penalty? All right, what's the, let's say Kawhi went rogue and said, I'm not going to play in Toronto. I don't want to go there. It's in the contract. What happens? I'm glad you asked. According to the contract, such a player shall not be a veteran free agent and shall not be entitled to negotiate or sign a player contract with any other professional basketball team unless and until the team for which the player last played expressly agrees otherwise. In layman's terms, what does that mean? It means that if Kawhi Leonard attempts to stick it to Toronto and not report and not play, he would essentially be a detainee of the Toronto Raptors basketball franchise. They would own his basketball rights forever, right? Forever. Oh, no. The only way, there's only one way that Kawhi Leonard could pull this off. There's only one way. And that would be to do what he did in San Antonio and embellish an injury. right? Embellish an injury. And that would mean, you carry that forward, two years Kawhi Leonard would miss, essentially, of his NBA career. All right Now, the second thing here, you talk about this, uh, y- you got to look at the big picture, right? You get the, the micro and the macro. The macro part of this, Kawhi Leonard continues to shoot himself, not in the foot, not in the leg, not in the quad. He continues to shoot himself in the pocketbook. Now, we, we're on the radio in San Antonio. We have people that call up and, and you know, Hardworking people, good. It's good military area there, San Antonio. How bad could it be, right? Like, how bad could it be? Think about what Kawhi Leonard is doing here. He was eligible for a supermax contract. He became eligible on July sixteenth for a supermax contract. All he had to do was stay in San Antonio and be a good Boy Scout, and. Oh, just scout. I guess there's no more Boy Scouts. But just a scout, and and he would have been paid if he had, if the Spurs had been okay to it, and, and many reports say they were, they would have paid Kawhi Leonard 
$221 million. I'll tell you something right now. You give me $221 million, I can I can live in Afghanistan. I could buy the I, big house, right? Big fence. Uh, I could live there for $221 million. I could live pretty much anywhere for $221 million, and yet Kawhi Leonard, not going to happen. I, you know how much Tex-Mex you can buy for, for that kind of money? So now he's headed to Toronto. All right. Well, clearly the Raptors, they want to pay him. They have every intent to sign Kawhi Leonard. Well, there's these things called the, the, the bird rights. Shout out to Larry from French Lick. And because of that, this has been around for a long time, Kawhi Leonard, those bird rights get traded with him from San Antonio to Toronto. So that means that Kawhi Leonard now, if he likes Toronto, can sign with the Raptors, get a five-year contract worth 100 and essentially $190 million. It's a little under $190 million. $190 million contract. The starting salary of that contract would pay him $32.7 million. He can sign that contract in the summer of 2019. He's a free agent. Signing with a team that has cap space. Let's say that he doesn't want to stay in Toronto and he wants to leave and he's hell-bent on playing for the Lakers. That means that Kawhi Leonard, the most the Lakers could pay him, if they have the salary cap space, if they don't acquire other players, the most the Lakers could pay Kawhi Leonard is $140.6 million. Which makes you think that the financial advisor of Kawhi Leonard is Bernie Madoff. That he is sending financial advice to Kawhi Leonard from jail. And if not Bernie Madoff, he's channeling the ghost of Charles Ponzi. That, that, that somehow these people are involved with the financial dealings. It's insane. Now using some old-fashioned Maller math. The best case scenario, and, and that's if he stays in Toronto... Kawhi Leonard would only lose $31 million. $31 million. But wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say he leaves Toronto. He loses his bird rights. He goes and, let's say, he plays with the Lakers. I don't know why he'd want to do that, but let's say he does. He would end up losing $81 million to get to the Lakers. Horrible, horrible, and really bad. And... He's got to pay the insane taxes in California. So he'd lose another couple of million bucks with the tax man. What the hell is he thinking here? Insanity is what it is. All right, the last thing here. The Raptors now have they, they have to invest in KGB-style mind manipulation. That's what they have to do. If you're a daydreamer and a night thinker, this can have a Disney-esque type ending. Of course, I don't think Kawhi Leonard's all that good, but people around the NBA are obsessed. They slobber all over Kawhi Leonard. But if you're the optimist, you think this guy's good. Kawhi Leonard, the Disney-esque ending is Kawhi Leonard gets in there, leads the Raptors deep into the NBA playoffs, Eastern Finals, maybe even the NBA Finals. The Toronto fan base massages his shoulders and rubs his toes, and they just they have a love affair. There's a love affair. And, and Kawhi's like, I like the Eastern Conference. I like the vibe in Toronto. It's my kind of town. He stops leaving money on the table. He re-signs. Maybe he falls in love with poutine. He loves cheese fries. And uh, it's, I love cheese fries, too. It's great. Thinking about moving to Toronto just for the cheese fries. Or Vancouver. Or Ottawa. Uh, why not? Uh, so anyway, so, so all that, that has to happen. Right? So you, you also have the possibility he could go cloak and dagger like he did against San Antonio. 
And it's it's all now on Masai Ujiri, the GM of the Toronto Raptors, to butter the biscuits of Kawhi Leonard and get him to sign on the dotted line. I also like to point out, and I, I had some people in San Antonio that sent me some messages because uh, I ripped Greg Popovich, God forbid. Because uh, Pop, remember how pathetically Greg Popovich went to San Diego to try to smooth things over with Kawhi Leonard? And I said, well, it's not going to work. It's embarrassing you're doing this. What are you doing? You're your team that's won all these championships in the last 20 years. What are you doing going to beg a guy who doesn't want to work for you? And I, it, it, it's, it, it really is the equivalent of when you're in a breakup of a relationship and the dude goes and begs the woman to get back or the woman begs the man. Who, you know, it doesn't work. It just does not work. And the Spurs did that, and sure enough, we were correct. Kawhi Leonard ends up being traded. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox, we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. He's right over there. We've got golf action, yeah, yo. We do. And let me tell you something. That? Later on, Eddie, we yeah. will have the PGA Putnam. Already? Well, there's no baseball to do tomorrow, so oh. we'll do the golf. Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to like figure out who's leading after one round? That'll be... Well, no, we can pick. You can do that. There's different strategies with the PGA Putnam. You can pick who's leading, or you can pick the favorites, the gambling favorites, or you can just pick so guys you like. So are we picking a winner and then going to baseball tomorrow? Is that what we're going to do? Yes. Okay, all yes. right. Gotcha. Uh, so we see, otherwise, if you want, Eddie, we can just pick from the Cardinal Cub game because there's one effing game on the baseball schedule. And how upset must the Cardinals and Cubs be that they're one game? Yes, there's Why? one game on Thursday because the players don't. They want that extra time off. Because unless they you're that. unless you play for the Cardinals and who are they playing? The Cubs. The Cubs. Yeah, there's one game on the baseball That's schedule odd. on Thursday. This is new this year. It's like a showcase situation. So we could do the Cardinal Cub pick them, but that would get a little dicey. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should do the open pick. I, I agree. I yeah, concur so with your decision. My judgment there. So we'll you, you the, want to know who's leading right now at the uh, British Open through two holes? Through two holes? Yeah. Uh, sure. Who's leading? Uh, Eric Van Ruyen from South Africa. Oh, really? Yes. My brother's in South Africa. I don't think I've mentioned what a that coincidence. in seven minutes. Yeah. That's right. That's very exciting there. Yeah, it's very exciting. Now, do you think I, 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 have, not, I, not, I, I asked my, uh, my brother. He did not write back to me. But, like, there's the big five, the big five animals in South Africa, you know, the the uh, elephant, the rhino, the the leopard, and all those. Do they just like run around the neighborhoods, or do they just stay out in the in the uh, the boondocks? I'm going to say that they probably. It's like here with lions, you know, mountain lions and bears yeah. and those types of things. Mostly they stay in the mountains or out in the wilderness, but occasionally they might wander in. You know, you imagine man intruding on their habitat and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I think about like you're there, and then there, you know, look out front. There's an elephant. You know, yeah, well, if, sure you live in the, if you live in the foothills, the bears come all the time to go through your trash. Sure, I mean, I'm sure yeah. if you live in Australia, if you live in a city, you're not going to see a kangaroo. But if you kind of live out in the countryside, that uh, you might see a kangaroo in your front yard. Yeah. Now, now, Eddie, uh, we I'm going go back to Kwilin. I want to circle back. Okay. Around. Yeah. So you, he, you had a lot to say there. I did. I did. So he left eighty. If he leaves Toronto, he will have left eighty-one million dollars on the table. Is there anything in life that you would do to leave eighty-one million dollars on the table? No, but to put it in the context of a professional athlete, uh, I know that most of them are going to go where the most money is. But when you make millions and millions of dollars, it's not the same as you and I walking away. You got to do what you got to do, Ben, and play for the Lakers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Roberto, Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> trying to massage Kawhi. It's okay, Kawhi. 
It's all right, Now, Kawhi. you were saying something about uh, yeah. him sitting out again and faking well, an no, injury Well, no, this is going around. As some of his, the people in his camp are, are leaking. He doesn't want to play in Toronto. Now they're trying to change that a little bit. But, but doesn't the, he have to pass a physical for this trade to be finalized? Well, he, he does have to pass a physical, but the physical might be, are you alive, are you breathing, okay, good. That could be the physical, right? It could be, oh, all right, you have a pulse, you're good to go. That could be the physical. I understand what you're yeah. saying, but why yeah. in the world would the Raptors do that? Well, it's Canadian medicine, Eddie. You know, it's <laughs> it's Canadian medicine. And Masai Ujiri there, the yeah. GM in Toronto, you can get one of those good. See, the problem with being a doctor in Canada is you're capped on how much you can make, right? That's why well, the it's good government health care. Well, yeah, yeah, the good doctors in Canada want to come to America because you can really roll Stick in the money, them, man. Yeah. The capitalist, the medical we have here. So, exactly. Yeah, that is a tough. You bring up a good point, though. In theory, if everything's on the up and up, which we know it's not and Kawhi Leonard has to pass a physical, how does he pass the physical and then miss games and say it's right. because of his quad injury? Right. I guess that he could a, say it's a different injury. Oh, yeah, he but, re-injured it. Yeah. The yeah. curious case of Kawhi Leonard. You know, obviously we talked about this late in our show yesterday as this was kind of just breaking. Yeah, Shams had the out. story. Shams had so the story. we haven't really right. gotten into it. I don't know. Maybe you will later, and yeah, I don't know yeah, if it's yeah. sexy to talk about the effects of this on Toronto because it's Toronto, but... The more you think about this, this is a to me this is a ridiculous trade for the Raptors. No, 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 no. It's not a ridiculous trade. It is. You're, you're giving you're away put, a no, player no. who wants to play it's for a, you for a guy who may be damaged goods and probably is going to no, leave no, no, after no. a year. Right, I, I don't. And have, even right, if cut, even if Kawhi right, Leonard, cut, oh cut God, go ahead, go ahead. I will explain to you, Eddie, why right. you are wrong. Okay. I can't do you, it right now because I'm on time, Maller. By the clock, for the clock, all about the clock. Uh, we'll do that. Also, free falling. We'll get there as well. We'll do it all, and we will do it next. Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices in the night and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, your humble sidekick and voice of reason, news guy, Eddie Garcia. I, I, I don't know how humble you are. Very. Uh, I am at Eddie on Fox. I'm gonna push, I'm gonna Go, push, King Eddie. Push back on that. King Eddie. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports <laughs> you're, Radio you're, Studios. You say you're humble and you play a King Eddie drum. I didn't play it. Roberto played no, it. No, you played it. Here's Ben Maller. Yeah. All right, so let me, let, it, let, me, let me set the record straight here with Eddie. Because Eddie's like ripping the Toronto Raptors here. He's killing the Raptors for making this trade. It's a bad job by you. All right. And, and I'm going to tell you why. You are the break the team up guy. That's what the Toronto Raptors did. You should be happy. You should be celebrating this. You've always taken the position, break the team up. You broke up my Clippers. You wanted to break up the Washington Capitals. They then went out and won the Stanley Cup. That was an anomaly. No, no. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Listen, they won the Stanley Cup. You would have broken the team up. You would have traded Ovechkin and all that. I absolutely would have. So the Toronto Raptors have been failures. They've been splendid failures. They they, they are intimidated. They're, They're the cowardly lion of the NBA. So they got rid of them. They blew the team up. They didn't, okay. they, they didn't blow it that, up. They just changed if, the star if, player. Okay, first of all, if you were going to be assured that you were going to have a good chance of keeping Kawhi Leonard, which I don't think anyone could say at this Nobody point. Nobody knows that. Paul that, George. Paul that, George stayed okay, in Oklahoma. Let's, let, hold on. Oklahoma, I'd hold rather on. live in Toronto than Oklahoma. I, I agree. Let's say Kawhi. Let's best case scenario across the board. Kawhi Leonard is 100% healthy. Kawhi yeah. Leonard is motivated to play, uh-huh. and he re-signs in Toronto. Yeah. All those things happen. Sure. Are they still better than the Celtics? Are they still better than the Sixers? Well, I don't think so. No, I don't they're like not. So, and but other so people you, don't. you've gambled this. 
you're sending away a player that wanted to stay there who was pretty good for a guy who, again, if everything goes right, which I don't think it's going to, is still not going to make you a team that's going to get to the NBA final out of the East. So it's, it's, it's it, a no, ridiculous it's not, risk. It, it's not a ridiculous risk. It it's is. Not, it's not at all. Listen, again, you're, you're putting me in a very uncomfortable position to celebrate Kawhi well, Leonard. don't do it then. And I don't want to do it. Don't do but it. But I understand why they did the trade. If, because look, I, I would understand if they did it if you thought Kawhi Leonard was the missing yeah. piece to you going to the NBA but Finals. But about, it's not. But it's not about Kawhi Leonard. They turned on DeMar DeRozan. They think this guy's a a, a a stiff. I can't say what I want to say. They don't. They don't think he can do it. They think he's an his contract's an albatross. He's making twenty seven million dollars a year for the next couple of years, and they figured, hey, this is a way to get out of this contract. And if Kawhi Leonard stays great, they'll keep him around and they'll build the team around Kawhi Leonard. If he leaves, well, now they don't have to pay Demar Derozan, and they have some money to play with. To, to sign who? A player that's better than DeMar DeRozan? All Probably great, not. Uh, all, you know, DeMar DeRozan is playing defense. He's an offensive-only player who disappears he's, in big spots. He's a pretty good player who actually wanted to play in Toronto. Name the next guy who fits that description in their history. There's a lot of guys that want to play in Toronto. Who? It's a great city. Carl uh, uh, Anthony Towns. Bam. Done. Told me off the record he loves Toronto. That's a lie. No, it's not. Jimmy Butler. Big fan of Toronto. Another lie. LeBron James, if he hadn't signed with the Lakers, Toronto. If only the entertainment business, if Warner Brothers had studios in Toronto, LeBron would have signed with the Raptors. It was going to happen. Can I rant oh, about something, Ben? Koopa Loop is over yeah, there. Look Coop. at that. Koop, everybody. I, I, Koop's a scavenger. Uh, there was one. There was one <laughs> cupcake in the kitchen when I came in here. There was and, a little mini. And this cupcake. is news to you. This is a surprise. We, we've known that he's a yeah, vulture this whole time. But I just love like Coop comes in, flying you know, around, stuff sitting in the nah, break he's just, room. He's like walking on air, and he's holding his little cupcake. And he's walking by, and he's pulling the cupcake wrapper back. He's all proud of himself. There, he found a cupcake. What do you want to rant about, Coop? What do you want? What do you want to? Well, a couple things. I mean, yeah. as far as as far as this trade goes. I mean, yeah, he wants to be there. Who is he? You got to DeMar, your DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, all right. Until he's a free agent and somebody, you know, I, I just and then the the reaction on on Twitter on social media of all these different NBA players, that oh, are, they're all having a hissy fit. Yeah, all, I, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna about rant, no yeah. loyalty. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm gonna rant. I'm glad Whatever. you brought that up, Cook. Because next hour. Full mama monologue about, a, about a, a bunch of morons these NBA players are. They don't understand. They have the the NBA is the most loyal organization in the world. I'll explain. I it's think like all, got, I think we're all going to agree with you on this Maller monologue that's good. coming up. Yeah, right, yeah. So award-winning Maller monologue. Yeah. All right. Well, so I'll save it then. Okay, good. Save it for then. All right, very good. It's uh, the Ben Maller show. We got two golden tickets. Damn. We gotta stop giving out these golden tickets. All right, we'll get golden tickets back to back. We'll line them up, knock them down. That's how we're gonna do it, and uh, we'll get to that. Also, uh, I promise, at some point here, at some point, we're gonna have the PGA Putnam, the, the the British Open, or just the Open. We'll do that and free falling. We'll get to all that. But first, Eddie Garcia from the Geico Studios. With the latest, Eddie. And we start with live sports action. Woo-hoo! You are looking live at Carnoustie in Scotland. It's the 147. Carnoustie. 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 There's a T, yeah. Carnoustie. Carnoustie, also known as Carnasty to some. Ooh, that's world. only for the bad girls. Yeah. yeah. All uh, right. 147th Open Championship, known to some as the British Open, is underway. Right now, your leaders are Andy Sullivan of England and Eric Van Ruyen of South Africa. Now, when do the leaders tee off? You mean the notables? 
Well, yeah, well, they, yeah, they, they see the people that we actually want to watch. Yeah, uh, you've uh, got uh, Phil Mickelson yeah. at just past 3 a.m. Eastern. All right, so that's uh, an hour or half an hour. Uh, defending champ Jordan Spieth is at 4.58 a.m. Eastern. Very exciting. Uh, Ricky Fowler, 5.09 a.m. Eastern. Ooh. Rory McIlroy, 7.52 a.m. Eastern. Exciting. Uh, Dustin Johnson, 8.04 a.m. Eastern. And, of course, I saved the best for last. Tiger Woods, 10.21 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> We'll uh, all be in uh, in dreamland at that point. I, I would could think. produce any television show over at ESPN. It's before every golf tournament. Is this the tournament Tiger wins? That's your headline. No, right there, I've never heard before. anybody talk about that. No, no, they don't do that. Clearly, yes. of course, uh, the NBA story we're all talking about is the trade that was reported early Wednesday morning has, of course, become finalized. We knew it was Kawhi Leonard going from San Antonio to Toronto. Uh, and DeMar DeRozan going from the Raptors to the Spurs. Also involved Danny Green going from San Antonio to Toronto. And then you've got forward Jakob Pertl. I know you're a big fan of his work. Yes, and a Jakob. Pro- a protected 2019 first-round pick also going to the Raptors. In baseball, the Dodgers finalized that trade for Manny Machado what with the Orioles. What a steal by the Dodgers. Five prospects Orioles, going to Baltimore it, in the, return. I'm worried the commissioner's going to void the trade. That's such a one-sided trade for the Dodgers. Machado will make his L.A. debut Friday night in Milwaukee. Speaking of the Brewers, their yeah. all-star relief pitcher, Josh Hader, under, uh, under excuse me, ordered he didn't to get undergo. Suspended. He did not. He did, uh, sensitivity he training. Didn't get suspended. He's going to undergo sensitivity training in the wake of those uh, tweets that came to light during the All-Star game that he apparently tweeted when he was 17 Did you see Mike old. Trout when you know he was a kid? He tweeted out, you're gay? How about that? No, I did not Suspend see that. his ass, too. There you go. Sensitivity training for yeah, all. Yeah, send him there, too. Yeah. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And a note from the NFL where the uh, Revis Island now has a sign on it that says retire the former Four-time All-Pro cornerback announcing his retirement after 11 NFL seasons. Jets, Patriots, Buccaneers, and Chiefs. One of the great Bucs of all time. Really. I will remember him best as a Buccaneer, sure. I love that. And I will be ranting about Revis later. Oh, my gosh. Another rant. Yes. I I believe, Eddie, that Revis, one of the great overrated players of our time. I will explain why that is in full detail, as only I can do later on. I'll set the record straight on Revis Island. The myth. Of Revis Island. It's uh, the Ben Mather Show, company from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Talked a lot about Kawhi Leonard and that trade. Delta Toronto. Well, the NBA title odds, there was a big move right after the trade was first reported at the Westgate in Vegas. Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors they they started out at sixty to one before the trade when they had the Marta Rosen and now they are down to twenty to one, and the San Antonio Spurs who were already eighty to one before they traded Kawhi Leonard even though he didn't play last year San Antonio goes to two hundred to one to win the NBA championship according to the Westgate in Vegas we got golden tickets and uh, who by, who's betting on Toronto or betting on San Antonio, uh, you bet on Golden State. You're not going to win a lot, but you're going to win. You bet on Golden State. Let's go to Sirius Sean. He's cashing a golden ticket. He's cashing a golden ticket. Hello, Sean. Hi, everybody. Still my birthday. <laughs> you you just you you called again. This is You want more praise. You called <laughs> up for, for us to kiss your ass. That's why you called. 
<laughs> no. Go ahead, Eddie. Kiss his ass. Go ahead. I just played the party horn. There you go. <laughs> Sounds like, it's, it sounds like you've had quite the birthday. If you're calling us twice on your birthday, that's an amazing birthday. <laughs> oh, yes. This is my favorite show out of everything. Well, thank you. I, we were flattered. Now, we are going to have, uh, i got to get it finalized, but in August, late August, minor league baseball game, I hope we can meet you again, Sirius, Sean. You can come hang out with the Maller Militia. Yeah, it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone watch any gun smoke today? I, I did not watch any gun smoke today. Somehow no. I missed oh, I that. Did. Oh, you did? Congratulations. I watched nine hours of it today. You watched nine wow. hours? What of better gun? way to spend your birthday than reruns of a you, very old television show? Let me tell you something. You're like, you're, the, you're like the gronk of our callers. You're such a party yeah. animal here. You, the overindulgence you have in your life, series, Sean. It's well, yeah, you're, well, out of, you're, you're out of control here with this party lifestyle yeah. that you have here. Well, I'm home all by myself, so that's what I do. I understand. I understand. Yeah. All right. Did, now, you didn't see anybody? You didn't have any human contact with anybody? This is a, a very joyful occasion, somebody's birthday. Oh, there. Phone calls. You got phone, call. phone calls. No, no cake, Sean? Oh, wait. Uh, don't you? You're not allowed I, to have cake, I don't right? Cake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never happy, ate happy before. birthday, you old man. God, I'm not very, allowed I'm very, to have cake? We're kind of depressed is now. Is that a health this. thing? You can't have cake because of the sugar or something like that? No, it's just that I've never had sweets or candy or nothing like that in my life. Never been interested. Well, how would you know if you've never had it? No. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All, all right. All right. Well, listen. He's, listen to me. He's, uh, he's got enough sugar in his life, so to speak. Yeah. This is a wonderful thing. This is quite the fiesta, yeah. your birthday. We're very happy that you called us twice. That's both yeah. great and sad at the same time. But happy birthday to you, and I hope you get a lot. I'll be on tomorrow for jokes. Oh, that's right. You'll be here tomorrow. Okay. That'll be your present. You'll give us a good joke. All right. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, right. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. There you go. Birthday boy right there. God. Serious, Sean. It was either here or the Copacabana, and he chose our show. So we're happy about that. Eddie, you want to add to that, Eddie? No, I'm just feeling a little down now. After No, you shouldn't feel d- down. He loves he, our show. He, he called into our show just because well, the people in his life are schmucks. I guess. That's not our fault. I mean, look, whatever makes him happy, if yeah. watching Gunsmoke reruns on your birthday makes you happy. <laughs> nine okay, hours, more, Eddie. More power to nine you. Nine hours but, of uh, Gunsmoke. I can tell you this. If on my birthday I watched nine hours of Gunsmoke, had no cake and no uh, party, I would be a little depressed. You that's, know what we have me. to do? Just we me. have to take serious Sean and Blair and Maine out for a wild weekend of debauchery. Is what we have to do. How about that? I, I think we do. We owe it to society to yeah, do that. We, I'm talking about burning the candle at both ends. Overindulgence. Of course, overindulgence for those two guys would be a video game marathon for Blair and Maine and eating a piece of cake. <laughs> I think we can pull that off, though. <laughs> we can actually do that. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, we got a golden ticket. Another golden ticket. Christopher in Houston, who is now ready to give his concession speech and congratulate the Dodgers on winning the World Series. It is all over. The Dodgers have won yet again. Another big win for the Dodgers. I got a question. Why are you acting like Tyler Eulis, man? Huh? Just because you got quick trigger Roberto behind you, man, you talking all that crap. You know who the real champs are, man. Don't come at all that, man. I don't want to hear that. Los Angeles Dodgers. I don't live in the past. I live right now. I predict the future. I'm Nostradamus. Nostradamus didn't go back and look at the past. He looked at the future. The Los Angeles Dodgers getting Manny Machado. It's Dodgers, Red Sox, and the World Series. The Astros aren't even getting to the World Series. You wish. You wish. No, it's not that. I wish I was wrong. I'm right. 
Chris, I'm right. Admit it. Your team uh, blew on, it. Ben. Hold on, Ben. Hold on, Ben. Machado's going to kill the hey, Astros. What's going on, Chris? Hey, have you ever heard of the curse of the Big Bambino? Or the Bambino? You don't even know how to, to say to, it. To there's, there's, there's no curse. That's that's made up. It's bogus. There's no curse. Only hey, good things here. Real. Yeah, Chris people said people Daddy. said that they said that every round of the play. Then the Dodgers got to the World Series. They won the National League pennant, and they weren't even outscored in the World Series. It should have been a tie. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about this because we know who it is. But I'm, I want to. I, I hate it, but I have to agree with you, Ben. These NBA fan girls, little girlies, <laughs> acting all tightwad, <laughs> talking about the NBA has no loyalty. You got traded, bro. You <laughs> underachieved in Toronto, Jamar. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. And Eddie, I'm sorry, Ben is right. That is a good trade for Toronto because Kawhi is going to be a free agent. That's going to open up a lot of money. And you know, hey, you never know. Drake can be in his feelings. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah, they make, could, that's right. Kawhi. That's a good point. They could get guys that like Drake to go play in Toronto. There's a lot of guys in the no, NBA that love you, Drake. You, no, but you know they love Drake. The NBA players they like Drake. <laughs> no, so know. No, you know, Toronto can. He, he he normally pulls some big stars to Toronto. You know, so I mean. Yeah, yeah. DeMar DeRozan is a under is overrated, overrated. Yeah, listen, I, I wish I, I listen. Noir is a good offensive player, and uh, he's probably scared right now, sucking his thumb, thinking about having to play the Lakers and LeBron James and all that. But that's uh, that's a different issue. We in Houston are smiling just to see the demise of the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're I e- love it, Dan. I love it. You're an evil man. I love it. You're an evil man. Pe- you're eviler than me. No, I'm not. Not at all. Yes, what you have are. I said that's evil? I've not said anything evil. Yes, you are. What have I done? You, 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 I'm you're harmless. The, you, you're the spin master of misinformation. I've not. What have I said that's incorrect? You, Same name. You one said thing. You, Darvish was the trade win of the season last that, year. That at the time, time at the time that was at the time that was a great transaction. Now, it turned out that uh, he had some uh, anatomy issues there in the playoffs, in the World Series. But up until that point, I was correct. At the time the trade went down, that was a great trade. And it's not like anybody the Dodgers traded turned out to be any good for the Rangers. They didn't give up anything to get him. And he turned out to be nothing with the Dodgers, but that's fine. He got you out to the World Series. You're not, about- you're not creaming your batch. You're not creaming Mr. Justin Turner sitting there with his beer gut on his boat, on his yacht, giving high fives and stuff when you got Manny Machado. Did you see that? I got I got it. Yes, I know you're upset. I can tell you're upset. You're traumatized here because of the Machado trade. It's okay. The Astros had their championship. They'll go back and, you know, nice little regular season. It'll all fall apart in the playoffs. That's all right. Thank you. Yeah, they'll go away and be the Astros again. Yeah, they'll be back to being the middle-of-the-road Astros, as they usually are. Uh, we will press on. We have the PGA Putnam British Open style. Time now for the Who Am I game. In honor of the big trade in baseball, here's the Who Am I game. I am the pitcher that Manny Machado has the most career hits and homers against. Again, the Who Am I game, I am the pitcher that ha- that Manny Machado has the most career hits and home runs against in his big league career, his short big league career. Who am I? The answer. Next. You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Militia's springboard on the social network. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, which is coming up later in the show, and more. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We will have the PGA Putnam, the 147th British Open. 
getting underway right now. It's underway right now in Scotland. And we will have live picking of the Putnam from the British Open. It always bothers me when I watch the British Open, they just call it the Open. I was uh, annoyed I, by that. I was instructed by someone who works here that I need to refer to it as the Open Championship. No, it's the British. We're American. It's the British Open. It's yeah. the British I, Open. I thought it was the British Open for golf years, but snobs. Golf snobs. No, no, when I was a kid, it was the British Open. Yeah. Screw these golf snobs. And well, the golf the snobs open in charge. Champ- so it's the I oldest. To... Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, time for the Who Am I game now, and here it is. I am the pitcher that Manny Machado, the new star of the Dodgers, has the most career hits and homers against. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Rob is going with the great former Cleveland Brown fair hooker uh, as his answer. Mr. Nice Guy checks in with the man that holds the single season, uh, single game NFL record for most receiving yards, Willie Flipper Anderson. Uh, who else do we have here? Nostradamus, guessed by Dan. <laughs> uh, J.R. Richard from Mike. Gunsmoke, tossed out by Mr. Wonderful. Interesting choice there. Arik is going with Blake Snell. Uh, who else do we have? Page down. Burt Blylevin, guessed by Miguel. David Price from Patrick, the Uber driver in San Diego. Rick Wild Thing Vaughn from the Viking. That's his answer. Palmer in Portland's going with Jose Canseco. Eric got it right. Clearly cheating. That's a bad job by you, Eric. You schmuck. How dare you? Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Oh, uh, yes. It's Rob Nen. <laughs> Rob Nen. No, it's not Rob Nen. It's not Dizzy Dean, guessed by Vols fan Jimmy, or Jordano Ventura from El Guapo. The correct answer, C.C. Sabathia of the New York Yankees. Machado's got 21 hits against Sabathia and five home runs, tied with David Price for the most home runs off any individual pitcher. Keep in mind, Machado could face Price or Sabathia in the World Series because we know the Astros aren't going to get to the World Series. All right, here we go. It's the PGA bottom. Here we go. Let's do it. We go now to Scotland, the 147th British Open Championship. Screw this Open thing. Kubaloo, we got to go quick here. We're each going to pick three golfers, and who's going to go first? We haven't done this in a little bit. Ben, that would be me. I won the all-star pick Nobody cares. And All right, I will go pick. with Jordan Spieth. All right, I will take Defending champion. Dustin Johnson. Uh, Roberto. I will go with Phil Mickelson. Mickelson, ooh. Uh, ooh, that's uh. a tough one. Eddie. Uh, give me Rory McIlroy and yours. Ricky Fowler. Ooh, all right, Roberto. Bubba Watson. Okay, I will take Justin Rose. No. Koopa Loop. Go ahead, Koopa. No. Hurry up. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> Good luck And uh, Jason Day. All right, I'll take Brooks Kepka. Uh, Roberto. Ian Poulter. This is where it gets tough here. <laughs> Ian Poulter. And with the final. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Final, that's good. Uh, no, yeah, that's that's fine. Good. A British Open final pick, PGA Potomedi. Justin Thomas. There it is, the PGA Potom in the books right there. This psychosis is overtaking many of the big names in the NBA. What the hell are they thinking? Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. If you listen to this show occasionally, you know that I like the NBA. I watch the NBA. I, I support the NBA. 
even when the same team wins every year, I still watch the NBA. I still get sucked down the, the spider hole of the NBA. I'm into it. So the news of the week here, this big NBA trade, the summer blockbuster it's being called, that sent DeMar DeRozan out of Toronto to San Antonio and Kawhi Leonard back up to Canada, the reaction in particular for DeMar DeRozan, I want to focus on that part of the story. DeMar DeRozan is going around like a lost puppy dog at this particular point here. Uh, the, the comments, the people around him, to say that he did not take the trade to the Raptors well would be like saying a five-year-old child enjoys eating the broccoli and the cauliflower. Uh, very similar reaction. So if you've not been following this, maybe you just turned the radio on, you might have missed some of this. DeMar Rosen has had a hissy fit. He needs his blinky is what he needs. Uh, and it, it started on Instagram. It is carried over. It is spilled over. DeRozan is said to be extremely upset with the move. He says he was lied to. God forbid. Yeah. Okay, welcome to my world. Uh, now, one of DeRozan's friends, one of DeRozan's friends, he went on a full-on rant. Uh, there, there's been a, a conga line of people that have chimed in here. Uh, about this, and we'll, we'll give you some of it. We'll give you some of it. Uh, Damian Lillard said of the trade of DeMar DeRozan, it's a cold game, he said. Isaiah Thomas, he took a chance to take a cheap shot at the Celtics, and it was a passive-aggressive cheap shot. He said, just learn from my story. Loyalty is just a word in this game. Then you got Sweet Lou. Most dominant bench player in the NBA, Lou Williams. This is a bad moment for Lou, one of the great Clippers of all time. Lou Williams calling the Raptors snakes, snakes for making a trade with San Antonio. I can go on and on. Uh, one of DeRozan's friends uh, compared, compared the Raptors the way they treated DeMar DeRozan to, I uh, believe, uh, $2 prostitute, I believe was how that was a phrase, something along those lines. Uh, so the question is this. You've seen all these guys, loyalty, 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 no loyalty, no loyalty, no loyalty, complaining and whining and moaning and all this stuff. Very unbecoming and very unnecessary. So the question is this. Does the NBA have a loyalty problem? Because not only did DeMar DeRozan get traded, but God forbid last year Blake Griffin got traded from the Clippers to the Detroit Pistons, and Isaiah Thomas was traded from the Celtics. My, oh, my. We have an assortment of examples. So does the NBA have a loyalty problem? No! No! Uh, Now, my perspective on this, you've got oblivious, the loyalty oath, and the industry. And we will tie all of this together. And we'll link everything like Legos. We're going to link everything together. Now, A, NBA players apparently think that they are being wrong. There's this great injustice because players are being traded who were star players, popular players in their city. This is not based in fact. It's not. It's not close. Professional sports have always been, in America, a vagabond existence. You play for a short time. You're going to be moved around. It's part of the job. It's like these guys complaining. They must be suffering from this amnesia, right? They're oblivious to how this operates. So they think they're somehow immune to it. 
I get it. DeMar DeRozan's feelings were hurt, right? But the fact is that nothing wrong happened here. Nothing wrong happened. It's completely understandable he would be upset. I get that. But you put your big boy pants on. Keep in mind, DeMar DeRozan, he didn't have a no-trade clause in his contract. And even if he had a no-trade clause in his contract, it wouldn't have mattered. Players have – there's only a few players in the NBA that have that. One of them was Carmelo Anthony when he played for the Knickerbockers. He was traded. He was sent packing out of New York to Oklahoma City. Now, part B of this. To my knowledge, there's no sworn loyalty oath that is taken by these players with these teams or the teams with the players. And when you peel back the curtain, for those that are calling this cold-blooded, cutthroat, and all of those type of things, calling the Raptors snakes for doing this, if you look at the history of what it means to be loyal as far as the employer-employee relationship, and I don't want to go too deep because we're doing an overnight show, but if you examine this and you look back at, at what point in somewhat recent American history would people say, well, that's loyalty. That's the employee and the employer. They had a great relationship. There was, a, there was loyalty. You could work for the company, and you could work your entire life, and then you could retire with a, a, a nice life lived work. Right? Most people would say, if you go back to the 1940s and the 1950s in America, and, and give or take a few years, uh, it was usually it was after World War II, but the, the, the 40s and 50s, in that, in that era, uh, there were many, many skilled labor employees that stayed with one company for a long time. I've, I've studied this a little bit in school. You can find this stuff on the internet. But they stayed with one employer for a long time, one company. Now, why was that? There were three reasons. There are three reasons that loyalty, and these things are all judged as far as loyalty, solid wages, good benefits, and a pension. Right? That, to, to the American worker, when loyalty was at its highest, those were the things people wanted. They wanted solid wages, good benefits, and a pension. And in exchange for that, you gave your loyalty and your hard work. Guess what? DeMar DeRozan has all of those things. He's making $27.7 million per season. That's a solid wage where I come from. Maybe not for him. For me, that's a solid wage. DeMar DeRozan, now you talk about the benefits, part of the 401K set up in the NBA, the, uh, the health care and all that. He's now the highest-paid player on the San Antonio Spurs. He's the second-highest-paid shooting guard in the NBA. He's the 16th-highest-paid player in the sport of professional basketball in the NBA. And as far as the pension is concerned, he's got that. How big is the NBA pension? We talk about the baseball pension, where if you play like 43 days, uh, you get a full pension. You're vested in the pension program in baseball. Well, the NBA, their pension's a little different. You get vested into the NBA pension by playing for three years. That's it. You play three years. You can be the last guy on the bench in the NBA, but if you're there for three years, you get a pension. Three years. That's it. Um, what other job can you work for three years and get a pension? <laughs> it ain't this job. The one I have, I know that. Uh, the minimum benefit for a player that retires uh, after three seasons, uh, they get a pension of over $56,000 a year. Pretty good, right? It's pretty good. You know, old dude making you know, an extra fifty six, fifty seven thousand dollars a year. The maximum benefit for any player is if they play eleven years. You need to play eleven years. You get a hundred and ninety five thousand dollars a year in pension. 
Yeah. I, that's more, I believe that's more than the the Major League Baseball pension, which I think max out like 100000 So you got like double that. And by the way, I want to point out, DeMar DeRozan, by the time his contract ends, he will be fully vested in the NBA pension. Not that he's going to need it. You would assume making $27,000 or $27 million. Uh, but wait, there's more. NBA, the NBA players are part of the 401K. Did you know that? Yeah, the, the NBA, when you play in the NBA, you're eligible to participate in the league-sponsored 401K. Now, I don't know if you work for a, a big corporation. We have a, a 401K here uh, that you can you can buy some stock in. Uh, and I've worked at other radio stations that have had that. And, you know, some will match. You know, some will match. Some will pay half of it, right? A lot of people say, well, if, you're, if your company pays your, you know, your 401K 50%, that's not bad. It's pretty good. You know, you... You're getting some bang for your buck. The NBA matches player contributions up to 140%. Up to 140%. All right, the last thing, party shot on this. All of this shows, all of this shows that the NBA is very loyal, right? The toughest thing, and I get it. You know, you have to move around. It's it's, it's not an easy thing, but th- that's it. But guess what? DeMar DeRozan Changing teams. Michael Jordan played for more than one team. Will Chamberlain played for three teams, one of the greats of all time of that year. LeBron James, is on, he's, he's a journeyman. He's on his fourth NBA team. And don't say, well, he's a free agent. He was technically traded to the Miami Heat. That was a sign-and-trade situation. Players change teams either through trades or free agency. It is part of the industry. Right? And, and one thing I have learned from being in the workforce in the broadcasting business is it does not matter how hard you work. It does not matter the quality of your work. It doesn't matter the dedication to your craft. It doesn't guarantee anything. And ultimately, you're just a number on a pay sheet unless you own the company. That's the reality of the world. You have to deal with that. And if you can't deal with it, then you're going to have to have a really good therapist, a really, really good therapist. You're you're just a number on a payroll sheet. Uh, And at least the NBA takes pretty good care of its players. I would say so. And DeMar DeRozan, he's going to get over this, and he will go to San Antonio. He's going through the five stages of grief. He's you know denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally he'll accept San Antonio, and then life will go on. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Life goes on here. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. <laughs> Judas <laughs> Garcia. Being complimented, Eddie. Many people saying that I've already won the PGA Putnam, even oh, before. Is that right? Yes, before my guys uh, tee off. Well, you are a golf expert. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Well, it's many, many years. I covered the PGA Championship before. Now that's a great life covering golf. Uh, we've talked about this before, but the at least in, when I covered golf, a, a major golf tournament, the food, the setup, just hang out in the media tent and watch golf on TV if you want. You can go out and walk with one of the golfers. It's an amazing, amazing life. Tell and, me about the food. Oh, Eddie. Well, it's not quite up to the NHL media uh, that event. Is, that has been the gold standard. Yeah, that's the gold standard. But it's, it's, it's solid. It's, it's good. It's, you know, back in those days, it wasn't healthy. Now it's probably healthy. Boo, uh, they healthy. Had, back Boo. in those days, you know, cookies and cakes. And they had a lot of sandwiches, as I remember. A lot of finger food as well. Uh, speaking of media food. Did you see the NHL team that tweeted out? They were tweeting out they are going to improve their media dining experience. Did you see this, Eddie? No. The Nashville Predators 
they announced that they are upgrading their media dining experience. How great is that? Uh, tell me about it. Well, they just sent out a picture of like a buffet of food. I don't really. So have this much is detail. not one of those things like Costco is getting rid of the Polish dog. No, for no, no, healthy no. Like food. This is, I believe this is good. I believe this is a positive thing. And yeah. my my friends who are very connected here, uh, informing me that the the National Predators already, in many respects, the the leader in the clubhouse mm-hmm. when it comes to media food. Now, so. is this? Uh, do you have to pay for this, or is this? I don't know. I've free. never I've never covered a, a Nashville Predators yeah. game. So well, I have no but idea. you know, it, the, at one time it was all free. It was all free. Oh yeah, and great. now not so much. Yeah, they pretty much everybody everybody charged. I will I will say the LA Kings do charge. The yeah. Anaheim Ducks do not charge. Good but for them. Good job by the Ducks. They That's don't a win really. For them. They give you, uh, and I'm not complaining, but they give you pizza, pretzels, and, uh, and cookies. I remember them having when I covered the Little Ducks kid party. When I covered the Ducks years ago, they had really good sugar cookies at the. I, it was then mm-hmm. called the Pond. Yeah, they were delicious. I have heard, and this is not uh, firsthand experience, yeah. that the Chicago Blackhawks are the gold standard. Of, Ooh, really? Yeah. Okay. Prime rib. Oh, the the Dodgers used to have prime rib every mm-hmm. uh, like three nights a week. They'd have prime rib, and this was when O'Malley owned the team. And then on Friday they had Fish Fridays because you know religious. So they had Fish Fridays. Every Friday was Fish Friday, but they had. Uh, man, and there was this guy named Walt, the chef at Dodger Stadium, and and Eddie. I was like a young guy when I started out there, and my guy Walt, who was really old at that time, you know, he's gone now. But Walt, I would tell Walt, "Burn it up, Walt!" And he cut he <laughs> cut me some prime rib, and he'd Burn put it up. He put it on the fire, Eddie. That's too bad. It was awesome. You ruined he, your meat. Whatever I wanted, he would give me because that's a good man that Walt was. That's a well, solid Walt job. Aimed to please, he was did his job. At first, he was like, "Why do you want it like that?" But, yeah, but then, well, eventually, that's he just a very knew, reasonable question. He knew that I wanted Why that. Why would any he, person want their meat burnt? But you do. Yeah, it tastes better that way. Not, not at all. It does. It's a much better experience. By the way, I, I, yeah, I found something. Uh, I saw something distressing on Twitter. Um, oh, apparently, well, that we, doesn't happen. Well, we have a listener, and I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Uh-oh. I think it's Eric, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. He's been sending us stuff. But he's been sending it to our L.A. affiliate uh, in Burbank. Oh, really? Yes. He's, oh, no. He has sent us multiple packages. He was asking if we had received it. Oh, and no. I, 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 have, I know Arik. I see him. I have since to... corrected him and given him our correct address. So who's getting our stuff? That's a good question. That damn Petros. How Could dare. Be the old P. It's, it's the old P. Yeah. And, and that you know, Matt Money Smith over there. Those, how dare yeah. them? How dare There's them? There's been two packages that have been sent and. You know who it could be? Victor Brick. I think it might be Victor Brick. <laughs> Feeling you. King Flavor in the house for We know you. people over there. Is there any way we could? Uh, I'm sure it's all gone by now, right? They, was it not... food? No, there was some hats that he had sent oh, over. Oh, he sent hats? Yeah. Damn it. Um, you know, I know I know a couple people. I can. Isn't it illegal to, they have to forward the mail to us, don't they? Well, you would, if they were ethical. Yeah, it is illegal, right? Yeah. Like, even when they, if they, when, eventually they'll fire us, Eddie. They still have to forward no. the mail to us. Isn't that how that works? I know because I got let go before here in 09, worst decision the company ever made, and they still had to for- – like, listeners were still sending me mail, and they had to send it – they had to forward it to my home address. So they do have to hmm. – hmm, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll have to ask him when he sent those. I things. don't know anybody in the mailroom in Burbank. I don't. But I know people in, like, management over there. I could send them an email saying, what, what's going on? Give me the hat. Look into it. What are the hats? What kind of hats are they? Oh, I forgot. I love hats. I'm all yeah. about the hats. I know. For me, I think it was some sort of Steamboat Willie thing or something. Oh, he's going to hook you up with that? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Be perfect for you. 
Maybe you can wear that when you go throughout the first pitch. <laughs> the know. minor league baseball game there <laughs> in the Inland Empire. Oh, well, you have to get it first. Now, Roberto, you can't decision. wear Dodger gear out there because that's, uh-huh, that's an angel uh-huh. affiliate, so you're going to have to wear your Lakers stuff or something like that. You know, That's fine. Yeah. Excited about that. Yeah. I'm going to get that confirmed like tomorrow, and then we'll we'll give out the exact date. And uh, it's good. We're going to have a great time. We had a wonderful time in Bakersfield. A lot of listeners showed up. We had people traveling from all over the place. and uh, Not that I expect anyone to do that here, but. Now, the great, yeah. the great Rod in Bakersfield was our host when we went he there. He was, the and... host with the most. And took good care of us. He did. Uh, so we'll have to see if there's anyone like that. Well, there was. In San we, have, we have some listeners in San, San Berdu, and one said there's a good bar right across the street from the ballpark. He'd yeah. like to get us liquored up before we go out. Oh, and nice. The first That's pitch, a good so. idea. Yeah, we might need that. A lot. It, it yeah. might. It might help your pitch, though. I'm fine. I might actually start the game. I'm talking to the PR guy. They so might have me start the, first the game. Pitch? That, that's what's no, going I on. might sign a contract, a one day contract, and actually pitch in the game. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. We'll take your phone calls. Also, do we have a jock sniffers paradise? I think we do. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Research has shown that you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. You can message the voices in the night by following Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. He's manning the phones. It is the Coop de Loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Moo. And I'm live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's Ben Maller. We'll have Maller to the third degree later this hour and a jock sniffer's paradise as well. Because I know you want that. I know you need that. We have an update, Eddie. James, listener James, uh, he's informing me here that there's a, a country bar right next to the 66er Stadium. Country bar, huh? He says, homemade chicken strips daily. Oh. Done. Book it. Uh, there. Going to happen. Got to figure out the logistics on this. Uh, Got to fo- follow up if they have honey mustard. That's a good point. If there's ranch dressing served with those chicken strips, I'm walking out. Yeah, see, that's important. Not paying. I'm walking out. Why now? What's wrong with ranch? Uh-oh, Roberto. You know, Roberto, you're still in the <laughs> probational <laughs> period here on the show. You You don't really have the job yet roberto that's uh, that's not what that's not what i heard wow hey real quick i had a question on twitter about the uh, nfl uh bookham now that danny g is gone does his points and his roster transfer to no he's out we get the points i get the points (laughs) i'm the host of the show there's in the bylaws it says eddie if one of the people on the show leaves the show then the host of the show, the oh, main host, gets the points. So I'm guaranteed to win the what? NFL book. There's the Maller maneuver, that's cheating. Roberto, did you know that Ben loves to cheat? I don't cheat. I do not cheat. I do not cheat. There's no cheating going on at all. You just cheated. There's no, I, no, there's no, there's not cheating at all. That's in the bylaws. Right, you, there are no bylaws. Right, there's no cheating. I there did, are rules. I did win password yesterday, right? Yeah. It's more about the contestant. I like our friends and at the hotel in, in Mexico, but give some. I get better clues than you. Okay. My clues were really good. No, seriously, my clues were really, really good. All right, to the phones we go. Kathy in Portland is next. Hello, Kathy, our friend Kathy. Hey, Ben, it's basketball. 
all night. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, um, yeah, that's I right. agree. Yeah. I agree with you on your uh, loyalty thing. I remember when the DJ got traded by the Celts, went to Seattle. Oh man, he screamed. Uh, but I don't agree with you on this trade thing. I think it was a pretty dicey trade for Toronto. It's not I a think dicey trade at all. Call. You know what? Because you're you're afraid to take chances. You take chances in life. Now, I wouldn't have made the trade because I don't think I don't think that Leonard's that good. Right. But if they they clearly think that Kawhi Leonard's the real deal, they buy the hype. They think he's a top five player. And if you could get a top five player for a guy that can't play well in big games, why would you not do that? You get a sure thing. Get a more sure thing. Yeah, well, who's this, if they had kept Demar Derozan, who's to say that he wouldn't have blown his knee out and never been the same? How do you know? You don't know. Nothing's guaranteed. No, nothing is guaranteed, but you have to play the odds a little bit. That was a real – I think that was a terrible trade. But wasn't a terrible trade. What are you – you lost your – it was not a terrible trade. She's a smart woman. No, she's not. I was wrong about everything last year. I said yeah. the Rockets trade wasn't going to work. It didn't and work. I, it I didn't said, work. Uh, they didn't <laughs> win. It didn't work. They did. The Clippers got the better of that trade. They came out top four teams in the NBA. Oh, it does. It's irrelevant. You're going to remember that 10 years from now? No, you're not going to remember. The only thing you remember is the fact Golden State won another NBA championship. No one's going to remember the Rockets. Chris Paul's going to be a year older next year. He's more likely to get hurt again. That's it. End of story. And I can't believe Paul George stayed in uh, OKC. I just couldn't. I thought, oh, man, what are they doing? And he stayed. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know. He didn't want to play in L.A. I can't blame him. Who wants to play with LeBron Never heard James? Of him. Nobody wants to play with LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Zachary, you're laughing, but you know I'm right. Deep down, you know I'm right. You well, know I'm I speak Celt- the I'm gospel. I wouldn't want to be in Clippers. L.A. either. Our Celtics are going to be very good. Let me tell you something. Marcus <laughs> Smart looks like he's going to re-sign. Yeah. $50 million contract. That's a smart move. Hey, do you think um, uh, with uh, Hayward coming back, do you think it's going to make an awful lot of difference in how everybody gels? You know, somebody that didn't have uh, minutes last year, now people are going to lose minutes. Do you think there's going to be a lot of discontent and rejuggling? And I thought you liked, you sound like a Celtic hater. What are you talking about? Oh, hey, no, you, I'm excited. No, these guys are all going to drink the Kool-Aid, the green Kool-Aid of Brad Stevens, and uh, they are they're in. They're buying in. They're all buying in. Well, I sure hope so. Yeah. All right. Anything else? You were wrong about the Rockets. They that was not a good trade. So you were originally right. That's enough Celtic talk already. Well, that's what you. She's a Celtic fan, Roberto. Yeah. Give, give the listener. The customer is always right. <laughs> Come on, man. You and your ranch dressing, boy. That is. If I had known about that, you would not have. You would not be in this position. If I had known. <laughs> no, no, no. If you. If I had known your position about ranch dressing, uh, I'm going to have to add that to my list. Do, do, do you ever go to Shakey's? What's that? Do you ever go to Shakey's? I've been to Shakey's. Mojo been potatoes. What do you do mojo potatoes with? Uh, nothing. They're good. Nothing. Need, ranch uh, dressing is disgusting, and the fact that you like ranch dressing makes me question your life choices. Like when what you're is, the what only is your, one that doesn't like ranch dressing. I don't dressing. like it, ranch it dressing. Is, right. It is halfway rotten. Why would you want to eat your other name for it? Why would you want to eat it? Why would you want to eat something rotten? Well, it's the devil's blue. There it's it not is. blue yeah. cheese. No, it's blue the cheese devil. Is rotten. That's even blue cheese. At least I guess better. It's slightly better. Ranch dressing is disgusting. You throw it out. Right, and you see. Let me tell you something. The food industry realized that they, it, with a proper marketing campaign, they could brainwash. Because who the hell wants it's rotting milk? Who the hell wants to eat rotting milk? They realized, well, we package it the right way. We'll convince the lemmings in America to consume rotten milk. And when people come from other countries and they visit America, they often have one question: What? Forget about the president. What the hell's going on with this ranch dressing? That's what people want to know. Why do you eat it so much?
It's great. It's, that started in the early 90s. See, uh, it, actually, it was, I guess, late 80s it started. And then by, like, the early 90s, it's insane. It, it is, it's disgusting, gooey, smelly goop. And you like it? It doesn't smell. No, not it's, the, it's horrible. Not the ranch I eat. Oh, because you eat that flavored crap. They put the flavor, all those chemicals in there. Yeah. You have bad taste. Just admit you have bad taste. No, I, I have know. good taste. A good honey mustard. A good honey mustard's good, though, yeah. Yeah. Ranch is great. Is it correct? Wow. I'm going to have to have a talk with Scott Shapiro. All right, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We will press on here. We're going to get to Maller to the third degree, also a jock sniffer's paradise. All of that, but right now, Eddie Garcia from those Geico Studios giving you the latest. Eddie? Well, in golf, the 147th Open Championship, also known as the British Open, is underway at Carnoustie in Scotland. And Phil Nicholson. Carnoustie. 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 I'll get it by the end of the weekend. Maybe. Uh, (laughs) Phil Mickelson is getting his first round underway, one of the biggest names currently out on the course, and through two holes, he's at even par. Your leader is Eric Van Royen from South Africa. He's three under through seven holes. He's got a two-stroke advantage over a group of about seven other players. As for some other notables, we'll have uh, Jordan Spieth, the defending champ, teeing off at 4.58 4.58 a.m. Eastern Time, and Tiger Woods at 10.21 a.m. Eastern Time. NBA News, the San Antonio Spurs and Toronto Raptors finalized the trade that was reported earlier Wednesday morning with all-star forward Kawhi Leonard and guard Danny Green going to Toronto for all-star guard DeMar DeRozan, forward Jakob Pertl, and a protected 2019 first-round pick. In baseball, the L.A. Dodgers finalized their trade with the Baltimore Orioles for all-star shortstop Manny Machado in exchange for five prospects Great trade, LA. Eddie. Steal of the baseball season Machado right there. Machado Another win for the Dodgers. Yeah, he's going to make his L.A. debut Friday night in Milwaukee. And Three speak- home runs this weekend for Machado against the Brewers. Three. Three home runs by the end of the weekend. Well, speaking of the Brewers, and we'll see if maybe he faces this guy, but all-star relief pitcher Josh Hader ordered by Major League Baseball to undergo sensitivity training in the now, wake of those tweets. is he related to John Hader? I don't know, but I did call him that yesterday in one you? of my updates. Yeah, yeah I did. Well, Not updates, know. reports. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Hader, uh, of course, putting those tweets out there, going to have to undergo the sensitivity training. Uh, that ordered by Major League Baseball. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Ben, uh, yes, yes. fun note from the NFL where, in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the NFL, Pittsburgh Steelers, all pro, and uh, Antonio Brown. He's going to be on the cover of EA Sports Madden 19 yeah. video game. We've got a lot of people to listen to, to enjoy playing that It's video over, game. Eddie. Steelers can't win now. No, no. Jinx. That, that, thing is, that thing is, uh, that jinx is not real. I agree, but just go with it. You're screwed. No. It's over. Pretty sure that John Hader is not related to Josh Hader because they so. spell their names differently. Yeah. Yeah. But we do know that John, we learned this, remember, a couple years ago, that John Hader does have a connection to former NFL player Vi Sikahema. Remember that? We talked about that. That was a Who Am I game. We did that years ago, a couple I years ago. I vaguely do remember that, yes. John Hader is the nephew by marriage of Vi Sikahema. Well, that I did not know. Yeah, how about yeah. that? Well, maybe I didn't know it, but well, we talked they both about went it. to BYU. You, you weren't, you weren't so, listening that day. Yeah, they both went to BYU, so they have that connection. Yeah. Vi, Vi Sikahema, who... If you are a millennial, you have no idea who that is because he last played in the NFL in like 1993. Didn't but we he, know because we're old farts, yes. Eddie. We know who Vice again is. Did he is. not later go on to be a sports broadcaster in Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, I believe that is correct. And also he did still? some boxing, I think. What's he too. doing now? Oh, this is now we're going down the Vice Sikahema rabbit hole. 
That's Who could have seen are. that coming? Yeah. You see, what happens, Eddie, on this show is that it's complete chaos. We start out with a Josh Hader story. We then work our way to John Hader, and eventually we get to Vice uh, Heaven. That's how it works. I don't know what I, I gotta find this bicycle. See now I'm now I'm on the case, which is pretty much just me typing stuff into Google to see what comes up. It says uh, television reporter. Yeah, he, it, according to his Twitter account, Vicekahema, uh, he, he is NBC Ten Philadelphia news anchor. He's no longer a sports wow, guy. Wow, a news guy. Like it. You're getting your news from Vicekahema. Fire <laughs> breaks out. You know, on the uh, on Broad Street, yes. and Vicekahema's giving you the He's info. He's on the scene. Wow, How about that. He's going mainstream news him. guy. A little gray there. I see. He's getting older. Vice Got that Sick nice Emma. TV headshot going on there. Yeah, yeah, I see that. How about that, man? Crossing over. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We continue here, and let's uh, say hello. We're gonna get to Maller to the third degree, but first we say hello to Tammy in Montana. Our friend Tammy. Hello, Tammy. Hey, where are the white women at? Right there (laughs) in Montana. Of course. Roberto, congratulations on, oh, I was just going to say congratulations on popping your cherry um, in Password. Well, I would would temper that because we've learned some. And I got a W. We've learned some troubling information about Roberto, and I'm going to have to contact HR (laughs) about this because I was unaware of this. So. Ben, he has a two-year-old daughter. All children love ranch dressing. Yep. Yeah. Well, just because kids make so. mistakes don't mean their parents have to make the mistake, okay? <laughs> I thought all kids love parents, ketchup. Parents want to make their children happy. So She loves ketchup, yeah. too. You trust me. That kid will be better off with <laughs> eat that without that ranch dressing, okay? It's not healthy for you. It's disgusting. You know, see, you don't you well, don't care about your kids, Roberto. You're giving them ranch dressing. See that? She loves it. I, I love her. She does. I got to yeah. give her the. You know what she loved too? Uh, a bunch of Snicker bars. Why don't you give her a bunch oh, of candy bars that. too, yeah, or cookies, or a big plate of I, chocolate I chip give her cookies? Chocolate for breakfast sometimes. I, yeah. Well, you should. Yeah. Oh my god. That's a good father right there. You know what? When she's an old woman, she'll remember that. How about that? She won't remember eating the vegetables, but she'll remember when Dad gave her a plate of cookies and chocolate and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And and a bunch of cereal from the cereal killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got wow, man. I got an endless cereal thanks to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say, Ben, was speaking of uh, younger people, I think it would be great if you guys all took um, Sirius Sean and Whoopi Pie Blair under your wing and maybe gave them some uh, help with some possible experiences in life, like. <laughs> women relationships and i think that since ivinson speaks the language of love french he could help and maybe some other p1s like rob and or rod and uh, bakersfield could do some cooking techniques and as far as you guys are concerned you know coop could educate them on something to relax them that green stuff (laughs) <laughs> and Roberto could do mood music education. Eddie could show him how to win. And Ben, yeah. you could show him how to cheat. Oh, how dare you. How I dare love you, He's ben. really good at that. <laughs> That's it. You're, you're describing the hangover. Is what You want us to like go and... All right. Thank you. I got it. Thank you, Tammy. Thanks, Ben. There she goes. Uh, Tammy in Montana. We're going to have Mallard of the third degree. Here's the Insta trivia. Blank leads all NFL quarterbacks in percentage of pocket broken tackles last season. Again, uh, this uh, particular quarterback, Blank, leads all NFL QBs in percentage of pocket broken tackles per drop back 
during the 2017 NFL season. That is the Insta Trivia. The answer next. We do things a little differently than those dime a dozen sports shows, but we can't do it alone. We need your help in spreading the gospel about our unique brand of talk radio. Use your voice on social media to show your public support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to have Maller to the third degree coming up here in a moment, but first the instant trivia. Blank led all NFL quarterbacks in percentage of pocket broken tackles per drop back last season. That's the instant trivia. Patrick, the Uber driver, our buddy from San Diego. I haven't seen him in a while. He's going with Jim McMahon. As his answer, Tom Tupa, tossed out by Luke. Rob in Vegas is going with Luscious. I can't say the last name. Well, I think he, the, the, the player is a pussy willow. I believe that's his name. I believe that Luscious Pussy Willow uh, is his last name. Uh, who else do we have? Deshaun, I'm a clown, Watson. Case Keenum, that was from just Josh. Case Keenum tossed out by Eek and the Rooster. Our friend Queen Roxanne in Denver going with Russell Wilson. As her answer, Randall Cunningham, guessed by Tony. Manic Mike got this right, clearly cheating. It's a bad job by you. Shame on you. All right, anybody else here? We're looking page up, page up. Uh, Justin's going with President Donald J. Obama as his answer. Uh, Cam Newton from Joseph. Eddie, do you have an answer? A lot of Big Ben guesses. Paul in Tampa, several other people going with that. Anthony in Anaheim. The the very important Anthony Anaheim is going with Mark Butt Fumble Sanchez. No, no, no. The correct answer is Alex Van Pelt. No, there's a legend, Alex Van Pelt. Is that right? No, of course that's not right. That's incorrect. The correct answer, one of the great Colts quarterbacks of all time, Jacoby Brissett. Of the, that's the answer. Jacoby Brissett was number one in the NFL in pocket-broken tackles. Per drop back, minimum 200. Yeah, 3.6% of the time he was able to break a tackle. Uh, he is number one. He edged out uh, the injured Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Brett Hundley, and Tyrod Taylor. There were two quarterbacks who didn't break any tackles in the pocket. They were Brian Hoyer, who got released by the 49ers and signed with the Patriots, and Joe Flacco. All right, with that as the backdrop, here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. Right. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Oh, I'm ready. I was born for this. This is, this is very big. It's a bigly deal. What do we have on the agenda? Koopa Loop. Ben, MLB PA Executive Director Tony Clark said on Tuesday that adding a DH to the National League is, quote, gaining momentum. Oh, I like that's good weasel terminology, gaining momentum. Yes. Now, however, Rob Manfred said that he envisions hesitation about a potential change like that. Ben, do you think that'll ever happen? Yeah, the, the word you're looking for here, and the word for Tony Clark is, and I agree with him, it, it is unavoidable. All right? It is unavoidable. I'll tell you why. A, the players' union is never going to give up the designated hitter in the American League. It's been around since the late 1970s. It inflates salaries for everybody in the sport. There are 10 designated hitters making $10 million a year or more. There are six designated hitters making $17 million a year or more to be a glorified pinch hitter. The only way, the only way that Major League Baseball is going to have uniform rules for both the NL and the AL is if the National League adds the designated hitter. That's it. And I got to tell you, as Justin Turner starts to get a little older, not against it. 
could see him sliding into a designated hitter position. I think that would be good for the Dodgers. And B, it is all about the negotiation here, the art of the deal here. Major League Baseball, what they're going to do, they're going to give the National League the designated hitter, but they want some concessions from the union. And, and ultimately, see, deep down, the people that run baseball, they're not against the designated hitter in the National League. Do you know this season, pitchers in baseball are hitting one 13 collectively in the National League. That is their batting. 113. It's getting worse. A decade ago, they were hitting 139. So you bring the DH in, you artificially enhance offense. That's good for everybody involved. So, yes, it is unavoidable. The DH is coming to the National League. Next. And Mike Gundy spoke at Big 12 Media Day and said he that prefers an 18 playoff that would give spots to the Power 5 conference champs, two at-large berths, and one spot to a group of five team. Ben, what do you think about this structure? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's not it's not off base. It's not outrageous. Uh, it's not going to happen, uh, but it, it makes sense. I mean, I, number one, when the NCAA, they're going to renegotiate the TV deal. Every you know, few years they start negotiations, and they're eventually just going to keep expanding it. That is inevitable. But the key is, the key to, the key is to have a mulligan. See, I, and this is a good plan because what it does, the, the plan by Gundy, they need to add a mulligan, an extra mulligan, so when Alabama doesn't win the Southeastern Conference or Ohio State doesn't win the Big Ten, they can still find a way to get them in without other people getting offended because television wants the power big schools that have national followings or big regional followings to get in. And so, yeah, it, it makes sense that you add an extra spot for the Power Five conference teams, and number two, you know, as much as people on Twitter and call radio shows and say, "I want, I want Cinderella and all that," it doesn't work. People don't watch Cinderella. Makes for a good story. People watch the big schools. It is a fair plan by Mike Gundy. That means it won't happen anytime soon. Next, now Manny Pacquiao is once again the WBA welterweight champ, and now he's talking about a rematch with Floyd Mayweather. Now, Ben, let's say that Mayweather did decide to come back to boxing. Would anyone buy this fight this time around? Yes, absolutely. I learned, number one, I learned from old school boxing promoters when I first got in the business. Bob Arum and Don King taught me that you can sell any fight, right? You have the right promoter, you can get people to watch. It's all about marketing budget, the right hype man for the fight, because boxing always has puncher's chance, right? Puncher's chance, and these guys are legends. You can convince a certain percentage of people that this is a big deal. You need to watch. It could be the final fight for Pacquiao, the final fight for Mayweather. And secondly, these guys have followings. They got big fan bases. Pacquiao's beloved uh, by you know, people from the Philippines and beyond. Floyd Mayweather is bankable because people hate him a lot of people. Uh, some love him too, but yeah, you could absolutely do that. I believe Mayweather's going to fight Conor McGregor though. In another sham rematch. I think that's on the agenda for Mayweather. There it is. How do we do? Quick mallet of the third degree. Ben, you passed. I won the game. <laughs> Woohoo! A deal is not a deal until it's a deal, and then it's got to be a deal. It can't be anything other than a deal. Manny Machado's a Dodger. Welcome in the beginning. Of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live. 
from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com. Get a free rate quote. It is all you have to do. All you have to do. So, we left the air yesterday, and the assumption was Manny Machado was going to be a Dodger. And I flashed back to when I was a kid, and it was like my birthday or a Hanukkah, and I, I, I wanted to wake up, and I was like so excited about the gift I was about to get. So, you know, I sleep during the day. I do an overnight show. Uh, you probably do, too, if you're listening live. And so I had this all planned out. I was going to you know, go to bed, you know, get about four hours of sleep. That's what I usually get during the week. I was going to get up. It's going to be a done deal. I was going to do a little victory lap, do a little, couple of tweets. I woke up. Headline on my phone says, snag in Machado trade. No! No! And it was like the uh, – it was uh, Steve Phillips. Oh, no. I didn't even know he was still around, Steve Phillips, but I guess he's working somewhere, and he reported that the Orioles were upset with one of the medical reports on one of these low-level Dodger minor leaguers, and it was holding up the trade. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, this will get worked out. Uh, and, and then people were starting. I was getting some messages from these morons in Maryland. They're like, oh, you know, my, Machado's not going. You didn't get him, you loser. Uh, you know, that whole thing. I'm like, okay. I didn't respond. I didn't just, just one tweet. Not one. No, part of the reason was because I was doing my copious research for seven hours of talk radio. I had to do a, a show earlier on WEI in Boston. So I, I was very busy. But I was monitoring the situation. And then an epiphany. A ray of light from the heavens. Blue heaven. The trade was done. Eventually, Manny Machado was sent from Baltimore Jettison to the Dodgers. L.A. acquires the all-star shortstop in exchange for five meaningless minor league ball players. Uh, I, I knew this was going to happen because the Dodgers sent five players for one, and so the, the people that slobber all over minor league players uh, believe that Yuznil Diaz is going to be the next great ball player, that this is now going to be like Sammy, Never heard of Sammy Sosa 2.0, or uh, J.D. Martinez or something like that. Uh, and he's, I guess, the headliner going to the Orioles organization. And there's some other pitchers and some infielders, uh, you know, expendable players headed to Maryland for the 26-year-old impact bat, the kind of game-changing presence that the Dodgers need. They have not had this kind of game-changing presence in their lineup that they acquired at a deadline since the great Manny Ramirez. It's something with guys named Manny, that they uh, they love people named Manny, the Dodgers, clearly. And I fully endorse this. No cash uh, was traded, no international bonus money or any of that crap uh, was exchanged. So let's discuss. We've talked about this before, but let's go a little deeper now, and we'll talk about the trade. Now that it's a done deal, we know who Baltimore got, we know who the Dodgers got. The question, who won the Oriole-Dodger trade of Manny Machado. Now, you know that this is a knockout, a KO for the Dodgers. The Maller report card, you might not know this, but when I'm not doing radio, I'm a professor. That's right. I'm, in fact, I've been asked to speak at a college campus. Could happen later this year if my friend at Costco comes through. Uh, but here's the deal. Maller report card. The Dodgers get an A+. 
plus plus. The Orioles get a D. The Machado trade report card, Machado trade report card, Dodgers A plus plus, Orioles get a D. My observations here, bold and beautiful, the Mallard diet, and the scissor, sizzle reel. All of that. All right, let's, let's uh, fasten this uh, together. Now, we'll begin with the fact that the Dodgers have done this perfectly. You use the minor league system to improve and enhance the big league roster. That is the definition of the minor league system, the proper use, and that is what the Los Angeles Dodgers have done here. They're going for it. I love it. Manny Machado, there's no guarantee that he will be a Dodger. They have 66 games left. That's it. The only guarantee is that Manny Machado will be a Dodger for 66 games. That's it. He, If, if the Dodgers do what they're supposed to do here and win the World Series, he, I will personally fly to New York, drive him from JFK into the Bronx, and I will drop him off at the Yankee offices if that's where he wants to go. I'm willing to do that. Or I'll pay for an Uber so he can make that trip from JFK over to, to Yankee Stadium. doesn't matter. So the only thing guaranteed 66 games, uh, it is a calculated risk. It is bold and beautiful that the Dodgers are doing it. This is what good teams do, right? The Dodgers get an A++ for this transa- transaction. There's two reasons for this. A, it helps kill you know, two birds with one stone and all that, but not only do the Dodgers reinforce their big league roster, for the home stretch, but they also, part B, demoralize some of their rivals in the National League. Specifically, the Diamondbacks. At one point, Arizona thought they were the leader to get Manny Machado. The Philadelphia Phillies. On Monday, there were reports out of Philly, guys choking on cheesesteak, that Manny Machado on Wednesday was going to be traded to the Dodgers. Or, or to the Phillies, rather. He ended up getting traded to the Dodgers. They got it wrong. They got it wrong there. And supposedly the Phillies were going to get him for a song and a dance and all that. Bunch of suckers. Uh, Manny Machado. Now, he's got to live up to his end of the bargain. I believe he will. Uh, We know that Dodger Stadium, compared to Camden Yards, is like Yellowstone, uh, especially at night with the marine layer, although it's it's hot this time of the year. But uh, it is not uh, not hitting the the ball out of that bandbox at Camden Yards. So Machado's going to have to recalibrate himself to West Coast baseball. He can do it. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it is possible to adjust. And in addition to that, uh, the Orioles gave up a known commodity for a bunch of lottery tickets. They got some scratcher tickets. Now, you go into your local liquor store. You go in and see our friend Ivinson at the Quickie Mart in Orlando, and you have $800. And you hand that $800 to Ivinson. He then gives you... 800 Powerball tickets. Are you ahead or behind? Are you going to make more than $800 or are you going to lose money on that transaction? You're probably going to lose money on that transaction. You know what I'm saying? You're probably going to lose a little bit of money here. Uh, the, the Orioles were, were unwilling or unable to entice Manny Machado to stay in Baltimore. I get it. It's a morbid baseball team. Uh, it is a volcano and the eruption has happened. Uh, the eruption has happened. Uh, or uh, another way to look at it, the, the Baltimore Orioles this year are like a sinkhole. And you wonder if the sinkhole will ever stop sinking. Uh, the Orioles are on pace to win like less than 50 games this year. They're, they're horrific. It is biblically bad in Baltimore. And uh, is it going to get better or worse now that Machado 
uh, is gone. So the main reason I'm giving the Orioles a D is the fact that none of these players they are getting will likely be even half as good as a big league player if they make it as Manny Machado is right now. So you have to look at this objectively. Just imagine I'm in Helsinki because that's where objective people go. Uh, you, If you look at the outfielder, Diaz, Usnel Diaz, he is the 73rd ranked suspect in the sport, according to baseball prospectus. Some say he's even lower than that, that he's in the 80s uh, among the rankings. That's the, that's the jewel of this. That's the guy they're hyping up as a stud, the Orioles. Good luck on that. Guy's got six home runs in double-A uh, this year. Six home runs. Uh, and, and then you've got a, a couple of pitchers, some guy named Dean Kramer, not a top-ranked prospect. Zach Pop, that's a good name for a pitcher, Zach Pop. Uh, but I, I've never heard of him before. I, he's not ranked. Uh, there's a third baseman, a couple of infielders. Neither one of them is thought of as anyone who's going to make any kind of real impact. Uh, they also traded a player. They, the third or the fifth player was from the big league 40-man roster, but that was the clearest spot for Machado. So that was the clearest spot for Chipa- for uh, for Manny Machado. So of the top prospects in baseball, remember the math on this. Of the top prospects in baseball, Roughly 20% of them live up to the hype. So you've got an 80% fail rate. Now, of those 80%, some do make the major leagues, and some of those players turn out to be marginal players. But I'm talking about living up to the hype of being an impact player in the major leagues. And roughly 8 out of 10 do not get to that point. Uh, In other words, the odds are against Baltimore finding a top-notch player, even though they got five for one in this trade. So just to recap, the Dodgers gave up one minor leaguer, not ranked even in the top 70. Never heard of him. For a superstar player. For 66 games of a superstar player. Now what the Orioles are doing here is they're, when I first started in radio, I was on the Mallard diet plan. Now what is the Mallard diet plan? When I was in my 20s and my 30s, the Mallard diet plan was quantity over quality, right? That was I was trying. I was consuming. I was consuming a lot. I had a lot of quantity. The quality of what I was consuming was not good. Uh, so that's what the they're getting the quantity. They're not getting the quality. Now the last observation here: Manny Machado can be the anti-trout, right? We, we're we're talking about someone Manny Machado who I don't believe is humble. I don't believe is modest. Uh, he, he's not a restrained ball player. He likes the showmanship. He likes the the bravado. He'll flip his bat from time to time. He's into all that, which I fully support. I'm not against that. I'd like him to hustle. Uh, that would help. Uh, but I'm not against that. And baseball, the commissioner of baseball called out Mike Trout, which he, I'm glad he did. And, of course, we'll get to this later, but the baseball world, uh, all these jock-sniffing uh, fanboys were, like, running to defend Mike Trout but Mike Trout doesn't want to be the guy. He doesn't want. To. So there's an opening there. He can be Machado. He can be that guy with the Dodgers. I mentioned in Boston, Mookie Betts has a chance to be the guy also if the Red Sox can win the World Series. But Machado's got a chance here with the Dodgers also to be the guy. And unlike Mike Trout, I get the feeling that that's something Machado desires, that he'd like to be that guy. He'll be promoted. He'll be billed as a big effing deal with the Dodgers. He's the headliner for the rest of the season, and you can add value and enhance people's perceptions here. The playoffs, 
Now, let's, let's be honest here. Most people aren't watching a Dodger-Brewer game on a Friday night in July. People are going to watch a Dodger game if the Brewers make the playoffs in October. They'll check that out. Uh, th- playoffs? That's right. That's uh, not, I do know. I've, I've said this. I'm not going to change my position. The playoffs are typically a spin of the roulette wheel. It's a crapshoot in the baseball playoffs. Not, it's not like basketball where you know who's going to win. It's different in baseball. And you know, a couple of bad starts by you know a couple of pitchers, you're done. That's it. You're screwed. Not that I know firsthand, uh, but that does uh, that does happen. That does happen. So what I'm trying to say here is Manny Machado now with the Dodgers, big games, playoff games, big moments. That sizzle reel, which there's not a lot there for the playoffs. Manny Machado sucked in the playoffs as an Oriole. He can get a brand new sizzle reel of big moments, big home runs, big hits, all of that. Uh, with the Dodgers, and we mentioned yesterday the trickle-down effect of Manny Machado and how that impacts the entire Dodger lineup. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia is right, uh, right over there hanging out. Well, on this uh, on this topic, yeah. I, I completely agree with you on this. Uh, getting oh, proven, good job by you. Well, getting proven Major League talent in exchange for potential major league talent. I mean, I get it from the Orioles' end. They're trying to rebuild. They can lose with these prospects just like they can lose with Manny Machado. They're trying to, you know, find some diamonds in the rough and all that. I understand that. But uh, give me the guys that are proven. Give yeah. me the major leaguers. Yeah. You can, I mean, if you're a team like my pathetic Pittsburgh Pirates who want to sell to their fans, the future is going to be bright hey. because we get all these guys and we trade away, you know, halfway decent major league but players, hey, then good luck. They got good chemistry, though. Yeah. The guys like each other. That's great. <laughs> I'm told they like I, I always talk, hear about their farm system. Well, if it's so good, why do they always stink every year? One of my favorite stories about that uh, is the years ago when I was doing stuff with the Dodgers, we were in Milwaukee, and the Brewers were terrible, right? It was, a, it was the hottest day of the year at County Stadium, and uh, in the media dining room, the Brewer beat writer proceeded, and he had been covering the team for years. I think he's a columnist at the, the Journal Sentinel now in Milwaukee. But he, we were all dying because he told the story about how for like the last five years, the Milwaukee Brewers minor league player of the year was in A-ball. And it was like every year it was some guy in A-ball. They never got – they like that was their peak. They would be great in A-ball, and they would never – after that it was over. You know, they could never they could never advance past it. It's it was, just it like funny. those, uh, those you know, the recruiting things in college football. You know, who has the number one recruiting oh, yeah, class? Nuts, and again, yeah. those are important. It's nice to have those. You'd rather have them than not have them, but – you know, look, find out where those guys are. In, you know, in a couple of years, yeah. they're transferring or they're not playing. Or... And how many of those guys peaked in high school? You know, and how many of those guys once they get on a major college campus, uh, the seduction of what's available to them and what you know, and just they, they're overwhelmed by. It. So anyway, we'll I'm take... glad the Dodgers came to their senses and got rid of some of these so-called prospects. These aren't even prospects. They're just prospect. guys. It's one guy is a. Uh, a prospect that's ranked, and if uh, listen, I hope he I makes Billy it. Billy Ashley, Billy Ashley's supposed to be like the next. Uh, oh, let me tell you, Roberto. Oh gosh, Billy yeah. Ashley. Let me tell you something. That guy hit the ball further than Mike Piazza. <laughs> yeah, right, and, man. Uh, he did. No, no. In batting practice, I was I was a witness in those years. Billy Ashley, this, he looked like Paul Bunyan. <laughs> he was like this oversized white dude that I mean, it was insane. It was like out of uh, some kind of fairy tale. Uh, and he he couldn't. The problem was when the game started, he couldn't hit. But in batting practice, he would hit balls over the pavilion at Dodger <laughs> State. I am not kidding. 
He looked like uh, like Frankenstein or something <laughs> like that. It was insane how far he could hit the ball. But have, he I ever, the game. have I ever told you my Billy Ashley story? Do you want to hear uh, a Billy probably, Ashley story? Probably, but I, I don't remember it, so mm-hmm. sure, yeah. I was working for Fox TV. Oh, big shot. Humble and, brag. <laughs> and uh, Billy Ashley was brought in, believe it or not, to be a, to try out as a baseball analyst sure, on that TV. Sure, well. Yeah. And uh, so he was up on the set, and me and a couple other guys were off to the side, and this lady was standing next to us, and my buddy's like, who is this? And I'm like, Billy Ashley. And he said, who the F cares what Billy Ashley has to say? <laughs> and his wife, his wife was standing next oh, to us. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe the wife cares. Maybe she's the uh, one. She, she, she probably didn't care. He did not get the job. He didn't, didn't go well. It didn't. didn't no. uh, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. I will right, we'll take your phone calls, 877-99 on Fox. You can congratulate me and uh, Roberto. A uh, big win for us. Yes. Big win for the, the Dodgers here. We'll do a little victory lap here. We'll enjoy that. Coop's going to come around. He's going to be a Dodger fan yeah. too. Why not? I don't a- know about that. Angel fans for Dodgers. Why not, Loop? You can jump on the Dodger bandwagon. I told Roberto yesterday he that did. if – what if if, if the Ooh, if, if what? Mike Trout if the Angels let Mike Trout get away? Yeah, I don't know, man. Really? I don't know. <gasps> wow. Whoa. So you're saying there's a chance? It's just frustrating. I can't tell you yeah. how irritating it is watching potentially the best player ever to play the game eh. waste away his career. Yeah. Well, they. Well, he's he's happy though. He's making a lot of money, and he's living in Anna, you know, in, in Laguna Beach or whatever. And he's, you know, he's a, how about no, the see, that, how about the Angels' statement though? How about the Angels' like statement? Oh yeah. Now remember, Eddie, you're like, what's the big deal? Remember last night, you're like, what's the big deal well, with the commissioner? Well, it shouldn't that? be a big deal, but you're right, it was. <laughs> Everyone freaked out. They're like, <laughs> oh my god, you can't say that. Angels are releasing statements. You got well, baseball. you know the Angels are gonna kiss his ass. Well, obviously, yes. I Look, mean, but th- you've got other people too. National baseball media guys slamming uh, the commissioner. What's he doing? How could he say this? What's you know? he doing? Being honest, I know it's, it's just <laughs> so funny. To if me. the Angels were like in the playoffs every year. This wouldn't be a story. People wouldn't think that he's undermarketed or anything like that. I, I feel like That's it doesn't true. matter that. I, I disagree. I, I don't. I don't think his personality or anything that. I don't think that even matters. It's no, the I, fact I, that I, he's yeah. not in the playoffs. No, I don't think it's that. I think it's that he doesn't want to do the commercials and stuff. He, he, he takes I, on, he's on commercial. I see him I on commercials. commercials yeah. No, but he's he won't do the the things that baseball wants. Like Ken Griffey Jr. only made the playoffs twice as a Seattle Mariner, but he was on every commercial. He was in movies. He had cameos in movies. He had uh, item, food items named after him and all that crap. Yeah. All right. All right. I dare you. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. I don't know where that. Is. All right. I'm hearing voices in my head. All right. It's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the number. Uh, we have a baseball conspiracy. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. Research has shown you get even more out of the Ben Maller Show when you follow along on Twitter. It's the playground for our P1s. Message the voices of the night and follow Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. And you can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. The greatness of the Raiders. And we, I, we learned uh, some troubling news about Roberto. Eddie. We yes, did. he yeah. likes ranch dressing. Yeah. It's too bad. I and thought, now, I thought he was going to be good. <laughs> shut up. Right. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's yeah. Ben Maller. That's right. Now, what yes. were you going to say? Well, no, I was. I'm concerned about the long term ability of Roberto to do his his job here. 
Well, we, we, have I, a, we have a strict no ranch dressing policy on the Ben Mouse Show. It's the only rule we have. I have I'm, I'm not eating any ranch right now. Well, I know no, that's but I'm, not true because I'm, we, Danny and Coop, like ranch dressing. They've had it in some of the meals we've had before in the studio. So, well, I, I told management, I said, "Listen, I, I don't demand a lot. I don't. I'm pretty easy to, you know, do whatever you want. You can work with me, whatever. The one rule: no ranch." Uh, I do not want ranch in the studio while I'm here. Now, we've had listeners try to sabotage the show. Remember that guy sent a bunch of ranch dressing? Yeah, yes. That jackass? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah, what a schmuck. Uh, but I'll, I'll have a talk after the show. I'll have a meeting. I'll have a, a meeting, me and Roberto. We'll talk about right. this. We'll talk it out. Fluffy Dave writes in. He says, Joe Maurer is one of the most boring baseball stars out there. In Minnesota, he does Kemp's milk commercials. Milk? Uh, I fall asleep every time he opens his mouth. But who am I to judge? There you go. He says he's a millionaire and he's got a hot wife. Okay. There you go. Uh, let's say hello to Manuel Ingardina. My man, Manuel. What's going on, Manuel? Uh, ben, first off, man, it's been on my mind. Is hemorrhoids Ralph okay? Is hemorrhoids Ralph? I don't, I don't know. I see Ralph when he's here. And in, Eddie, when are you taking another day off, Eddie? I uh, don't have one planned in the near future. Then I don't know. I, I have no okay. idea. Did you, I, I did you see the sure picture? Hold on. Preparation H at the ready. <laughs> now, did you it's see the? Growing time. Oh, it's growing time. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Did you see the picture of Ralph that was tweeted out over the weekend? No. No, I didn't. Uh, it's him wearing a UCLA football jersey in like a three-point stance. Really? And he's going up against uh, Iowa Sam. Yeah. He's wearing an Iowa Hawkeyes football jersey that I actually gave him, and. Uh, it's it's troubling. It's a troubling photo. You might want to just was take it a look a at it. Form fitting? Is that why? Yes, oh, yes, okay. it was. It is yeah. very form fitting. Stay off the medium hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check it out. Uh, Manny Wood twenty eighteen, babe. No, no, it's Manny Wood two. Manny Wood two point oh. Manny Wood two point oh. All the mal and militia from Big Sean to Serious Sean, from Rachel and Montebello to my man Fluffy Dave. Hey. We are going to take it this year, baby. Now, hey, I was also concerned about the pirating of the packages. Is that right? Somebody pirating packages? Well, that's what I'm told. This is the first. Well, that's the first I've heard of it. But Batros and Matros are a lot of things. They're not thieves. So look no further than that puke Colin Cowter. No, no, I think it might be Tim Cates. I think it's Tim Cates. I'm going with Tim Cates or David Vassay, one of those two guys. That's what I think. Well, hey, fair enough. Go Dodgers, baby. World champ. All right, there he goes, Manuel in Gardena. That was a great call. <laughs> Tremendous effort by Manuel in Gardena. Hey, we're going to have Ask Ben later this hour, so if you want to send questions in, use the hashtag Ask Ben. We'll have that coming up in a little bit. Real quick, Alex uh, in Van Nuys wants to yap about the Dodgers. Hello, Alex. Hey, Ben. I'm, I'm, I'm like you, a longtime Dodger fan, and as soon as Senior went down, I'm thinking you got to get Manny. But the problem, I mean, it's good to have him. And unless they hit five home runs every game, the problem is Dave Roberts. He does not know how to manage a close game. And you know as well as I do, Ben, managers will lose more games for you than win. And unless they're out slugging everybody every game, yeah. I'll take you back last year the World Series. They should have won it in two games. They lost one eight to seven. They lost one twelve to eleven. Well, no, I, I, well, oh wait a minute. How is it Dave Roberts' fault that Kenley Jansen vomited all over the mound in the game one that I was at, or was it game two when he puked? Game two when he uh, they could have been up two zero in the World Series. 
He overused them all season. Oh, come on. they got to get somebody else, too, to back him up, like Vasquez from the Pirates. I don't know if that's the – how do you know Vasquez isn't going to puke in big games? You don't know that. You're taking a take, – how about that guy Bearclaw? I like his name from the Marlins, Bearclaw. That's a good name. Yeah, well, I was thinking if they didn't get Machado, they could have got Starling Castro and Bearclaw. Well, they ought to still go get the reliever. He's got like a 1.2 earned run average. He's great. Yeah. And they got to shore up the back end of the bullpen. Machado's going to hit. Yeah, he, he will hit. hit. He will. But and then, my concern is Dave Roberts. I know. I always know. on the panic button. I got you. All right. Thank you, Alex. Very concerned. They still got plenty of prospects to go get some pitching. That call from Alex is a flashback years ago in another life. Dodger talk. When I did Dodger talk. And no matter who was the manager, Lasorda was there for like 50 years. But after Lasorda left, they kept rotating managers. And whoever the manager was, whenever the Dodgers lost and I hosted Dodger talk, it was, this guy sucks. They got to get rid of Jim Tracy. He can't, man. They got to get Grady Little's a bum. Joe Torre, he, he was just riding those Yankee stars. He doesn't know how to manage the team without stars. The whole thing. All right, anyway, we will uh, press on here. We're going to have Ask Ben. Your questions are answers. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. Also, a baseball conspiracy. Are we going to buy it or not buy it? We'll get to that as well. Right now, though, Eddie Garcia with the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, we've got golf action going on right now. 147th Open Championship. Some call it the British Open. It's underway at Carnoustie in Scotland. Right now, your leader is Eric Van Royen from South Africa. He's at four under par through 11 holes. He's got a one-stroke advantage over Matthew Southgate and Danny Willett, both from England. The biggest name out in the course is Phil Mickelson. He's through five holes. He's even par four shots back. And defending champ Jordan Spieth will be getting his first round underway coming up at the top of the hour. In NBA news, the San Antonio Spurs and Toronto Raptors finalized their trade. It was reported early Wednesday morning. All-star forward Kawhi Leonard and guard Danny Green are going to Toronto for all-star guard DeMar DeRozan, forward Jakob Pertl, and a protected 2019 first-round draft pick. In baseball, the Dodgers finalized their trade with the Baltimore Orioles for LA for all-star shortstop Manny Machado. Best player in baseball right now. In exchange, I don't know about that. In exchange, the Orioles received five prospects from L.A. Machado's going to make his L.A. debut Friday night in Milwaukee. Speaking of the Brewers, their all-star relief pitcher, Josh Hader, has been ordered by Major League Baseball to undergo sensitivity training in the wake of those I'm sure racist, work. homophobic, and sexist well, tweets that, that came to light during the All-Star What is sensitivity game. training? Don't tweet out. You hate gay people. I, I, that's a great the question. N-word and, I would love to yeah. know what that is. Okay. I, I have no experience. I'm sure, with the that. success rate on that is very good. Yes. Uh, sure. Okay. As yeah. far as you know. Right. Uh, this report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore. Thanks to True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, are you familiar with Larry Fedora? Yes, Larry Fedora, college football That's coach. That's right. Larry He's Fedora, the head yes. football coach at North Carolina. And uh, he had some strong comments. I assume that the ACC had their football Media, know, media day, yes. Uh, and he's not a fan of the new safety-related rules changes that are coming out. Of course, in the NFL, it's trickling down to college football as well, kickoff rules and all that kind of stuff. He said, quote, our game is under attack. Right. I fear it will be pushed so far Those from Russians. what we know Russians. that we won't recognize it in 10 years from now. And yeah. if it does, okay. our country will go down too. That's quote. right, yes. Yeah, I saw this. He was saying, like, uh, the military, somebody from the military told him this because football players make good soldiers. Wasn't he saying something like that? I don't I know. I didn't see was, the rest of his comments. I think that's his, what he, uh, comments, he was uh, referencing. That. 
Have you ever covered these media day things? Yes. Oh, my God. What a bore. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I used to cover Pac- back when it was the Pac-10. I'd, I'd cover that, and it was at an airport hotel near LAX, and it was like a four-hour event, and all the coaches would get up there, and they'd all say the same thing. Boy, I'm really excited about my team. These kids have worked hard. We've got some great new recruits, good veteran leadership, and they'd all say the same like five or six cliches, but it was such a laid-back thing. In those years, like I'd be hanging out with Pete Carroll, you know, he'd use my cell phone. Or uh, remember Dennis Erickson, the sure. old NFL coach, but he was coaching at Oregon State. He showed up one year. He had like a pink tie and a and this like orange jacket. It was. Oh, it's a good look. Apparently, he's colorblind. Yeah, but one of the great wastes of time. A media day. These media events. These media junkets. Yeah, but people still go. I mean, they well, still. They I know a up. certain host of this. I know Clay. <laughs> yeah. Clay uh, travels. Although I would say. If, if you're going to go to one of these things, the SEC is probably the one to go to. I'm sure it's a gigantic well, it's like production. A, it's like and, a three- or four-day thing. Oh, it's yeah. SEC Media Days. Right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure all the, the, the radio stations from that part of the uh, country send their people down there and everything else. Yes, yeah, like a Super Bowl Radio Road type setup, I guess. Uh, That's what I hear. Pac-12, not the same. Although <laughs> no. although when they the Pac-12 hired this new highest, like the highest-paid commissioner in college sports, he made it like all Hollywood. They have – I think it's still like this. Like, But the Pac-12 – one of them, the football they do like in L.A. at a Hollywood. They've, they've had it at Hollywood studios, movie studios, uh, big theaters and whatnot. And then the, they have, I think, basketballs in the Bay Area. And they you know, have it big, big places and whatnot. So, anyway. All right. Uh, ben Maller's show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We have a home run derby controversy. Uh, I, I somehow missed this, but it's come to my attention. A listener sent me this story here. Uh, did Bryce Harper cheat in the home run derby? Are you aware of this? Uh, maybe you're not. Maybe you didn't see this. Well, Bryce Harper and his dad, uh, his dad was pitching to him, looked like a wrestler, professional wrestler. So Harper's dad's pitching to him, and th- this amazing comeback in the final, like, 40 seconds of the home run derby and Harper's like Captain America. He's got his bandana on. Oh, man, this is great. It's going crazy. Good for him. Well, it turns out that Bryce Harper and his dad actually broke the home run derby rules. You see, you're not supposed to pitch a new baseball until the ball has landed on the home run. And Bryce Harper's father has been accused of quick pitching to his son at the end of the derby, breaking the rules. Now, internet investigators have determined that is exactly what happened, that Bryce Harper's dad did cheat in the home run derby, and if you had followed the rules, Bryce Harper would have run out of time and would not have been able to tie uh, the the home run derby. That's what the internet investigators say, and uh, according to this, this is great, Major League Baseball released a statement. Now, what do you think their position is on cheating in the home run derby? Here is the statement from someone from Major League Baseball. Quote, there are no penalties for noncompliance included in any of the rules for the home run derby. In other words, go ahead and do whatever the F you want because you're not going to be punished. And because it's a home run derby, who cares? I know. It's glorified batting practice. But still, the, the Cub fans are very upset, Eddie. That oh, Kyle Schwarber on. got screwed. They're not very The upset. Chubby Cubbies are upset over there. Remember that song, the Chubby Cubby? I know, you got, in, you got in trouble. 
I did. I got I got in trouble with a radio station in Chicago for playing that. I, Roberto doesn't even know about that. We have it in the system, the Chubby Cubby song. It's in there. All right, we got to ask Ben. We got to ask Ben your questions, our answers for the rest of the hours, my friend Larry King would say back in the day. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. The Ben Maller Show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed, and now you can, thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast, available wherever you download podcasts, including iHeart and iTunes. We need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys crazy. Now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And everyone's got questions, but do we have answers? Let's find out right now. Here we go. Let's set it up. Now time for time for. Well, hurry, hurry! I can hardly wait. Ask Ben. Twitter. Send us your questions on Twitter now. And that's hashtag Ask Ben on Twitter. And I am going to pass the microphone to Coop, but I, I wanted to answer Coop. Can I answer the question from Jeremy in Milwaukee? We met him. Sure. And he said I never paid off the John Rocker story from yesterday. I think it was. I, I want to pay that off real quick. So, uh, in 1999. I was covering the Dodgers, and it was an August game at Dodger Stadium. The Atlanta Braves, who were really good in those years, were at Dodger Stadium. And a buddy of mine, who was a middleman for an agent, I think it was Randy Hendricks was the main agent, but this guy's like the middle guy. And the middle guy does all the dirty work with the players, you know, takes them out, has a good time and all that. Well, this guy was like the middleman with John Rocker. Uh, and he was, I, I became a friend of his and he invited me out to have drinks with John Rocker and a couple of other guys from the Atlanta Braves. This is a Friday night in August of 1999. And I turned him down because I had to do a morning show on that Saturday morning. I didn't go out with him. And approximately, I think it was either in November of December of that year, this massive story from Sports Illustrated dropped. And it was like a huge scandal. You know, John Rocker was the he was the Brewers pitcher of his day, uh, and, and so I, I I was this close to uh, to hanging out and uh, schmoozing. Think of the stories I would have had. Think of the stories I could have had, but I missed out on that because I tried to get some sleep like a schmuck. You I, blew it. I did. I blew it. That would have been an amazing story to have. I could have said I knew he was a you know scumbag or a, you know, whatever. All right, Nag, uh, Coop, what do we have here, Coop? Go ahead. Now to right, you. Right. Ben, we're going to start with a question for you. All right. Uh, this is from Mark on Facebook. Hi, Mark. Ben, what do you have against Looney? He seems like a good guy, and he says good things about you. Just wondering. Ooh. No, that's a lie. Uh, Looney, see, you, you got to look below the surface. On the surface, Looney's like your best friend, but then he does devious things behind the scenes, Tom Looney. Oh, nothing. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not normal. Okay, he's not. At one point, I thought Looney was a friend. <laughs> and then he crossed. <laughs> That's all I'll say. I can't get in. My lawyers are involved. Next. All right, here's another question for you, Ben. This yes. is from uh, Will on, on Twitter. Hi, Will. What smells worse, ranch dressing or your studio garbage can after the weekend? Oh, well, it's, I'll tell you what. It is the studio garbage can, and I'll tell you why. Because there's ranch dressing in the garbage can. <laughs> rotting ranch dressing with rotting flesh of different you know, chickens and cows and you know, fish and all. It's disgusting. The, the animals. God forbid you walk down the hall. You, know, you, turn, you take a right out of the studio. You walk down. You take a left, another right. You walk down the hallway. Then you make a left turn. You can, tra- you can throw the trash away there. No, they got to leave it right behind me, the animals. 
No, it's, it, it's the trash can's worse because there's ranch dressing mixed with other rotting foods. All right, next. All right, now this is for the whole crew. Oh, for a group question. This yes. is good. Here this we go. This is from Darren on Facebook. Marvelous. Is All this right. for Burroughs first, by the way, or did you do it last week? No, he did last week. Okay. Uh, you weren't listening, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> they all run together. Best movie villain of all time. Oh, best villain of all time. Hmm, that's good. I'm trying to think. Off the top of my head, the, the greatest villain of all time. It's good. It, well, so you'd say, hmm, I want to answer this the right way. Uh, let me think here. Well, Norman Bates, psycho, but that's outdated, right? That's that's old. Well, I mean, it's an all, it says all time, so if that's yeah, but that's, that's not. I don't think that's cool. I mean, that was cool. Like Mike Myers Halloween, that's also outdated, right? Not anymore. They're coming out with a new Halloween movie. All right, you know what? I'm Hannibal Lecter. How about that? Ooh, I'm gonna yeah, go with Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter is my good, final that's answer. answer. That's my final answer. That, Hannibal that, Lecter. That is a good answer, but uh, the answer, the correct answer, Silence is, of the Lambs. The correct answer is Darth Vader. Ooh, it's good. Darth Vader will outlive all of us. They the will Joker. Be iconic. Yes. The Joker? Thank you. That the is Joker. the correct yeah. answer. Heath Ledger's Heath Ledger, Joker. Joker. Greatest, Let me tell you, if you period, ran, end of story. If you ran into Hannibal Lecter, you'd be more scared if you ran into that that character. In uh, Hannibal Lecter is a very close second for yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. The man ate flesh. Human flesh. <laughs> How does it get more disgusting than that? He's the, you know, he was the... Well, I guess, you eat burned meat. Well, he's a character. He wasn't <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, you know, the real... All right, uh, keep it going here. It's Ask Ben. Your questions are answers for the rest of the hour. All right, this is a good one uh, for the crew. Yeah. Uh, this is from Bobby on Facebook. Hi, Bobby. If you could go on one game show, past or present, what would it be? Well, the gold standard, my good friend Steve Harvey, who works right across the hall here at the iHeart Media Building uh, in Los Angeles, I would say Family Feud, uh, but... If I'm going, when I was a kid, it was, let's make a deal. And, you know, what's behind door, you know, curtain, you want curtain number two, I'll give you $500. You want what's behind curtain number two? And then there's like three cows there. So I love that. Or what's the whammy one? No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Press big money, your luck. Big, yeah, that was good yeah. too. What about you, Eddie? Oh, goodness. Um... Come I'll on. go. I'll go tic tac doe with Wink Martindale. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty funny. Uh, what about you, Roberto? Any old? School? I go with Prices Right because my mom used to watch that all Roberto, the time. Roberto, you're stealing all my answers. Now you're going with that needle microphone that Bob Barker had back in yeah, the day. Yeah, 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 old school. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. What about you, Koopa Loop? Uh, it would definitely be Prices Right. Now, which the Bob, Bob Barker version? Yeah, now, exactly. Which I, I've told the story before. Bob Barker spoke at a radio convention, a college radio convention I was at when I was in college, and I met him. He was a very nice man. Uh, apparently, he was fondling all the women, but he was a good man to me. Uh, but what was the, uh, the what game on the Price is Right would you want to play? They had all those little games, you know, and all that. Which one would you want to? The pr- the price of like the seven items you have to go over under, right? That- Clinko. 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 There you go. Clinko. There you go. Right, real quick, one more. It's Ask Ben. Your questions, our answers. Ben, this is for you from Andrew on Twitter. Hi, Andrew. If you're playing golf, would you rather your bunkers be full of fire ants or quicksand? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have really big feet, so I think I could kill the ants, so I'll go with the fire ants. Why not? There you go. I think you drown with the quicksand. Uh, we'll, we'll do this one, too. Uh, Sirius okay. Sean says, what's your favorite part of summer? Uh, my favorite, just like hanging out at the beach, chilling, and just having a- You, know, you like the beach? Well, I don't go in the water because, you know, I'd be shot as a whale or something like that. I, I like to sit on the sand. At the, I like to sand and look at the waves. And well, it turns out that Revis Island 
has been hit with a tsunami. Apparently will not be performing anymore. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Great quote. Well, using the calm of the NBA trade that went place uh, that took place there with Kawhi Leonard, and that happened early in the day. Uh, that Kawhi Leonard trade happened actually last night in the overnight, uh, going to Toronto, and then you had the baseball All Star Week, the Manny Machado trade. But if you're going to make an announcement, if you're going to make a, a formal announcement as an NFL player, and you want to get full publicity, you do it. The day after the baseball All-Star game. The timing by Darrell Revis was brilliant. I'll give him full credit for that. Revis, if you missed it, he announced he is done with the NFL. Uh, if you follow this story, you, you probably know where I'm going with this, but maybe not. Now, now Revis announced his retirement after 11 seasons. Who? Uh, Darrell Revis is his name. He turned 33 years old last weekend. Eight seasons with the J-E-T-S, suck, 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 across a couple of stints with the Jets. He spent one season in Tampa, and that was a flameout. He went to the Patriots and won a Super Bowl, and then he went to Kansas City. Now, tell me if I'm not wrong on this. The last play that Darrell Revis had as an NFL player was in a playoff game where he allowed Marcus Mariota to throw a pass that bounced off Revis and went back to Mariota, and he scored a touchdown. Mariota's first playoff touchdown pass was, to himself, compliments of Darrell Revis. I believe that's accurate. I believe that's uh, 100% correct. But he did win the Super Bowl in uh, Super Bowl forty-nine uh, back in the day with New England. Now, because Revis announced his retirement, sent out some postings on social media, This has now led to eulogies for the career of Darrell Revis. Glowing, glowing tributes. Uh, Over the top, everyone's trying to one-up each other. It's a a spitting match. and so I can spit more than you. I can spit further than you. My loogies are better than your loogies. And it's all about complimenting Revis now that it's all over. So let's discuss. Now, the question is... Darrell Revis overrated or underrated because I have been seeing things saying that we didn't really appreciate Revis Island. Guys on Twitter are actually saying that. What the hell are they thinking? Of Listen, Darrell Revis was a good player. Darrell Revis will likely end up in the Hall of Fame. Darrell Revis is also overrated. Right, he's overrated. My viewpoint on the career of Darrell Revis, you've got Liberty Valance, the Hoop Law, and the Gold Standard. And we will link all these things together like Legos. Now, first of all, my default position, if you've been with me a long time, you know that as a general rule, my, a general rule, my tendencies, my instincts are to always go to overrated, but especially with players in the New York market. I have friends of mine in the New York media. I know how this works. Players in the Big Apple, by default, are overrated. Darrell Revis's resume of production 
is good. It's really good. But it doesn't match the hype of the New York media machine. And the legendary tale from the movie from the many years ago in the 1960s, The Man That Shot Liberty Valance, and the, the quote which we use from time to time, we haven't used it in a while, when the legend becomes the fact, you print the legend. The legend of Darrell Rivas became the fact. So that's what people went with. And they didn't do their homework. They didn't look at the actual raw numbers here. And that's what's happened. Darrell Rivas, for several years, was the most dominant force in the NFL. And then for the rest of his career, which might I add, went 11 years, for the rest of his career, he continued to live off that early career domination. It's like a delayed reaction from those that were watching. Now, what's my evidence? Darrell Rivas had how many interceptions? How many interceptions do you think Rivas had? These glowing eulogies, these tributes about how amazing Rivas Island was, the legend of Rivas Island. Do you know? Did you cheat? You looked, right? You saw it somewhere. You heard it. Rivas had 29 career interceptions in 11 years in the NFL. He never had more than six in a single season. Think about that. Greatest defensive back of all time, according to the New York media machine. He never had more than six interceptions in a single season. And and Rivas was able to spin this, and the fanboys in the New York media were able to spin this to build the mythology of Rivas Island. They spun this by saying, well, it's because people didn't want to throw to him that he took away the entire side of the field, and some gullible types ate this up. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Like, Revis is not the first dominant defensive back. And so the assumption is that other defensive backs also shut down an entire side of the field. It's not like Revis was this amazing, over-the-top, better than everybody else. But if you compare him to contemporaries, players that either played with him or around that time or within a few years of Revis, give or take, he doesn't match up. Champ Bailey, Champ Bailey, who no one ever said, you know, Bailey Island, they never said that. Champ Bailey had 52 interceptions in his career. Ty Law and Deion Sanders, 53 interceptions each. Now, some of these guys played a little longer. How about Charles Woodson, who played a really long time? He had 65 interceptions. Where does Darrell Rivas rank in the all-time record? The greatness of the Raiders. I didn't call for that. Where does Rivas Island rank among the all-time greats in interceptions? He is tied for 225th in NFL history. But yet, people are trying to spin it. Listen, he's underrated. He's underrated. No, he's overrated. Overrated. Do you know that Dominic Rogers Cromartie has more interceptions than Darrell Rivas. Dominic Rogers Cromartie, current FBI agent Charles Peanut Tillman had more interceptions. And that is a contemporary of Darrell Rivas. And there's hundreds of other defensive backs that also had more interceptions than Darrell Rivas did with the Jets. Now, the second thing, as we chat here on Fox Sports Radio, the Ben Maller Show, try the podcast. No calories. If you download the Ben Maller podcast. Uh, So Darrell Revis proved the old adage that I have repeated many times over the years. It's about human nature. 
if you say something enough times, they'll believe it. Right? If you say something, if you repeat yourself enough times, they'll believe it. Revis regularly was his own hype man. He would tell anybody with a microphone, anybody that had a tape recorder there or a piece of paper, a notepad to, to dictate, that he was the greatest defensive back in the NFL of his year, and often, he said, in NFL history. And so if you read it, if you hear it enough over and over, you hear the same thing over and over and over, sooner or later, you break down. You begin to believe what you hear or what you read, whether or not it is actually true. And so sure enough, the hoopla, the fanfare paid off. Marketing, any good marketing person will tell you, marketing is a battle of perceptions. And Revis, because he was dominant for a few years, he put that out there, and people made their mind up. And once people make their mind up, they rarely, if ever, change their mind. That's why in the advertising world, uh, people really want to get younger people to buy their toothpaste and their and their ketchup and, and all that stuff because once they turn a certain age, they don't change. Whatever your favorite brand of toothpaste is, you, you likely aren't going to buy a different brand or toilet paper, whatever that is. Uh, but that's simple marketing. And Revis took advantage of that uh, to, to convince a lot of people, and they've gone forward with that belief. Uh, this is actually a case study. Revis was overrated, uh, and now that he's retired, we can officially say he was overrated. But again, for those of you that are new to the show, overrated does not mean that Darrell Revis was a bust. It doesn't mean that he's not in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't mean that Revis is terrible. It doesn't mean that Revis was bad. It simply implies that he was not as good as people said he was. That is a proper representation of Revis's career. Take that for data. Bam. Exactly. I'm going to walk. That's my I'm dropping the mic and I'm walking up. Now the final word here. While Revis Island was overrated in terms of profitability, he is the gold standard, and every player that enters the NFL, all the future generations, should learn from Revis. He was his own hype man. He took advantage of the New York market. If Revis had played in Jacksonville instead of New York, would it have worked out for him? Probably not. But he made not just some money. He made a gazillion dollars compared to some other contemporaries. Revis earned more than $120 million in his career. And considering the position he played and the fact that he wasn't a quarterback, he wasn't a receiver, the most bankable player on the field, dollar for dollar, compared to other players at his position, business savvy, give him full credit, Revis, for that. Cashing in. He was willing to relocate. He had to change teams. The Jets didn't want to give him the money. He went to Tampa. He sucked in Tampa. He then went to the Patriots. He then worked his way back to the Jets. He then even took money from Kansas City. He was willing to relocate. It worked out for him. But you can't say that the the guy who's 225th in NFL history in interceptions and never had a season, never had a season with more than six interceptions, is the greatest defensive back of all time. Come on. It's hyperbole. Not that I don't dabble in hyperbole, but this is over the top even for me. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We welcome in Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. 
Now you talk about defensive backs, and yes. a lot of people say Deion Sanders time time. is the greatest of all time. I don't know what his numbers are, but the the had, argument fifty three interceptions. The argument for Dion well, is he was that soft. No, the well he, he didn't. He, he couldn't tackle, tackle anybody, yeah. but he took away half the field because they never threw his way. Yeah. Could yeah. you? T- I don't know what the stats are for Darrell Revis, but couldn't you argue that his lack of interceptions is because? They didn't throw at him. They didn't target the receivers well, yeah, but that was, he was covering. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the highlight of my Maller monologue. I believe that was the crescendo of my Maller monologue. My point was that Revis, he only had 29 interceptions. And the same arguments that people made about, you know, he shut down half the field, the same arguments were made about Deion Sanders and all these other contemporary defensive backs, like Champ Bailey. People said Champ Bailey could shut down the side of a field. He had 52 interceptions. You want to talk about the most underrated uh, cornerback of all time? Here we there's, go. There's here the answer. Go. Here we go. Right no, there. Champ uh, Bailey. No homerism at all right there. Not I got to go with Nobody Charles ever Woods. talks about Champ Bailey. <laughs> well, because, yeah, why would we? When you mentioned Champ <laughs> Bailey, did you see what Coop did? Yeah, he was a little rough. He stood up yeah, and yeah. applauded. <laughs> <laughs> How many years did Champ Bailey play in the NFL? He played like 13 or something like that, right? Yeah, something like that. Was that was a good. That was a good. Charles Woodson's the greatest corner of all time. Uh, no homerism like there either. Well, Charles Woodson played. For, some of Fif- these guys. Fifteen did. years. Champ Bailey was really in. fifteen years. Did he miss any years because of injury? Did he miss a year here or there because of injury? No. Yeah. I mean, one year he only played nine games, but still. Remember how bad Revis was his last year with the Jets? <laughs> oh, it was painful. He couldn't stop anybody. He's getting burned right and left there. All right, Spin Maller Show. We'll take your calls. We've got Roberto here, Koopa Loop, as you heard there, Danny G. 877 Danny, Danny G is not here. Oh, that's right. Did I say Danny G? <laughs> you did. Yeah, Bad yeah, job yeah. by me. Well, Danny's resting comfortably. Eddie te- G, I guess. I've been texting Danny because he's in. The, he just got out of the hospital. Yeah. Uh, that. Can I ask you? Guy. Should I feel bad? I mean, I, I feel like I'm responsible for him going to the hospital. Why? Because he got sick. His, his health went down doing the overnight show. Uh, he, he knew the job was dangerous when he took it. Now, Coop and I do not know why. We got guys, we got Harmon down for the count. We got what's Danny wrong with G. Harmon? He had a medical <laughs> procedure too. I don't. What's going on here? I told my wife, I'm like, I, I'm like a, a fisherman in Alaska here. This is very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> People are dropping right and left. This, is, this job is not Deadliest that easy. Radio show. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Coop and I don't know why Danny had surgery. Do you know why? And are you? Uh, well, are I, you I don't comfortable see, sharing about, that. Well, I don't know what. I think he's tweeted some of this out. Uh, he did say on the air it was a kidney-related issue, but that don't sound good. I mean, I, I sounds I, painful. I've been, I've been texting him. He seemed pretty optimistic that that things he's got to have a, like another thing done. I think I don't know how much I can say or not, but he, but uh, yeah, he's he was uh, it was very painful. He said, but he's doing better, and uh, hopefully he's he's actually thinking of coming back to work, which I know Coop's excited about uh, next week. So. Hopefully he'll be back with Clay Travis right. next week. So we wish the best to uh, absolutely to send your thoughts to Danny G on Twitter. There you go, Danny G. Ready? Yeah, yeah. He was like tweeting from. I saw his Twitter. He was tweeting from the hospital, like photos from the hospital in Burbank. Yeah, that hospital food picture he tweeted out did not look very delicious. Good. No, no, delicious. Yeah. Reminds me of my cafeteria days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that meal at the hospital though. Eddie, that meal yeah, at the hospital? $75. Yeah, you could go have a steak in Beverly Hills uh, for the cost of that meal. You could. I'm telling you. No lie. Yeah. All right. So, Ben Mattler's show on Fox. We will press on here. 877 on Fox. We got the CFL report. We've got Eddie's going to puck the world. We've got uh, crazy, angry people calling in as well. We'll get to all that, and we will do it next. 
You have to multitask to navigate through life, so make sure to like the Ben Maller Show in the cyber world. Join our Facebook radio family. It's the Maller Malicious Springboard on the social network. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. You can submit jokes, questions for Ask Ben, and more. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Did you see that Conor McGregor, when he was in Russia, he not only did he hang out with Vladimir Putin, nothing wrong with that, right? Uh, but he then asked to wrestle a tiger. He wanted to wrestle a Russian tiger. And there's video of this on the internet. And I don't think he was kidding. I think he really wanted to wrestle the tiger. He asked the handler if he could wrestle. The guy, I think that the Russian dude thought he was kidding. And McGregor repeated that he wanted to wrestle the tiger. I would like to see this. I, I don't pay money to watch a lot of things. I would pay money to watch Conor McGregor wrestle a Russian tiger at the zoo. I think that would be that would be great. And I also saw, speaking of that event, the World Cup, which is where McGregor was when all this went down, that they are spinning. You know how we spin the Super Bowl? You know, if the Super Bowl comes to your city, you make a gazillion dollars. Well, according to reports out of Moscow, they claim, this is great, that 3.8 million football fans visited Moscow during the World Cup. 3.8 million. Think about that. And they they claim that it added about 96.6 billion rubles to the Russian economy. Now, what does that mean in dollars, uh, U.S. dollars? $1.6 billion, they claim. $1.6 billion. Now, you think that's accurate, Eddie? One point six. Of course billion. it is, Ben. They would never uh, fudge things. The Russian propaganda minister would never get that wrong. From June 14th to July 15th, they claim because of the World Cup in Moscow, they, they got 96.6 billion rubles, and that's $1.6 billion. Wow. Man that has rubles in his wallet right now is Angry Bill. Hello, Angry Bill. How you doing, Ben? Best buddy, good friend. You're my, you're my, you're my best buddy. I'm your you only certainly friend. are. Yes, that's right. We're good friends. What we, about a nine-year-old girl? What about Answer it? that question. I can't answer. You, you're the one with that. I just want to throw some stuff in and congratulate you on the uh, Machado trade that I predicted over a month ago. But every, every time, we don't have to. Every time there's a move, Angry Bill, I predicted it. I predicted it. Eddie, do you remember me predicting that over a month you're ago, su- Eddie? You're such a liar. No. Yeah. You don't? No, because you didn't. Hmm. No, you didn't. but in fairness, I don't listen to your calls. Yeah. You're boring. <laughs> okay. Um, to help you out with this Machado trade, Ben, some information that you sort of <laughs> forgot about or didn't look into, it cost the Dodgers $30 million to make this trade. That is incorrect. Okay. That is uh, incorrect. You are wrong. Yes. Well, look up look up the cost of acquiring Diaz. Diaz cost the Dodgers thirty million dollars plus. Okay, that's a fact. Let's go look it up. To acquire him from the Cuban whatevers, yeah. it cost him over the Dodgers over thirty million dollars. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have done the trade. Okay, Machado is, is, that, is, is major, that, uh, your money? No, my money. Why are you worried it's about the it? Dodger money? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter. It does, well, it does it, it, matter. It, you brought it up. You brought it up. Listen, the, the main concern, that I'll tell you what the Dodgers' concern was, okay? They were freaking out because they didn't want to go over the luxury tax threshold, God forbid, 
because they had to pay a big penalty, like a dollar-for-dollar penalty. And because Machado's owed, I think, $6 million or something the rest of the year, they will still be under the threshold and so they can rest easy, but they got to they got to make some other trades. But that that's what they were really concerned about. They're not, thirty million that cost them was in a signing bonus. They're not worried about. They don't salary. care about the thirty million. They're worried about the luxury tax thing that they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay it. Usually, player of his stature, thirty million dollars is no big deal, but it did cost them thirty oh million dollars. You, you to get them. You're beating a dead horse with the baseball bat at this point. How much? How much more do you want to beat the dead horse? I beat it. I just gave you the information. Oh, um, my God. Uh, thank you. Man, oh, man. I mean, just that's won't. chump change for the Dodgers. Yeah, that's nothing. They Back in the old days, George Steinbrenner at Yankee Stadium had a money printing press under the Yankees dugout. That's what the Dodgers have now. They have that. They actually print money. It's so expensive to go to a Dodger game now, man. They have, en- they oh, have enough. A, oh, they stick they, it to they you. They sell man. Yeah, they make it. The Dodgers for years used to brag about how cheap it was to go to Dodger games. It used to be six dollars to sit in the pavilion. Yeah. Now it costs like yeah. forty five dollars. Now when you enter the parking lot at Dodger Stadium, you have to leave your wallet. Okay. You have to leave <laughs> your wallet there and they just pillage your wallet while you're at the game and you hope you have like three dollars left in your wallet when you pick it up when you leave the stadium. Fifteen dollars for a beer. Oh, it is insane, man. Oh, I remember the, that was their whole marketing campaign years ago. Was, oh, the best value in sports and all that, family-friendly, bringing the kids. <laughs> yeah, bring yeah, the kids man. if they're 40 years old and can afford to pay for the tickets themselves, bring <laughs> the kids. That's that's when you should bring the kids. All right, we're going to have the CFL report. We've got Eddie. Got a lot of stuff to get to. The uh, Eddie Garcia will have Puck the World as well, a little hockey for you, and all of that wonderful, wonderful stuff. But more Eddie right now from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Eddie Garcia will get you caught up on all the late-breaking moves. Any trades tonight, Eddie? Any big moves here? No? We don't have trades, but we do have a golf major going on right now. The third major of the year, the 147th Open Championship, also known as the British Open. It matters. Going on right now at Carnoustie in Scotland. And right now, your leader continues to be Eric Von Royen. From South Africa, he's 500 par through 15 holes. He's got a one-stroke advantage over Danny Willett from England. As far as some notables that are out on the course, Phil Mickelson through nine holes is even par. Defending champion Jordan Spieth through two holes is one under and four shots back. And Ricky Fowler through one hole is at even par. In NBA news, San Antonio Spurs and Toronto Raptors finalized that trade that was reported early Wednesday morning with All-Star forward Kawhi Leonard and guard Danny Green going to Toronto for All-Star guard DeMar DeRozan, forward Jakob Pertl, and a protected 2019 first-round draft pick. And in baseball, the L.A. Dodgers finalized their trade with the Baltimore Orioles for All-Star shortstop Manny Machado. In exchange, the Orioles received five prospects from L.A. Machado will make his Dodger debut Friday night in Milwaukee. Speaking of the Brewers, Major League Baseball has ordered their all-star relief pitcher Josh Hader to undergo sensitivity training in the wake of those tweets that came to light during the all-star game that uh, he allegedly tweeted when he was 17 years old. Well, racist, I don't think it's allegedly. I think he took ownership of comments. it. I believe he took ownership. You don't have to say allegedly. All right. Yeah. This, re- this report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, yes. the list of the world's most valuable sports franchises oh, was released it. by Forbes magazine. Great bathroom reading. Now the top four, and yeah. we'll go from four to one, uh, 
Well, three of them are the soccer clubs. Uh, Barcelona is at number four. Yeah. Real Madrid is at number three. Manchester United is at number two. But number one. Number one. America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? $4.8 billion is their franchise value, according to Forbes magazine. Now, if you owned an NFL team. Number one. If you were a businessman who owned an NFL team, would you rather be the most valuable sports franchise on that list or have, like, one Super Bowl? I'll take the most valuable. You'll take the most? Yeah, I would think most. Listen, Jerry had success early on, but Jerry was a much younger guy when the Cowboys were winning Super Bowls. We were all, some of us weren't even alive like myself, but those that were alive were much younger. I'm a millennial. My life, the Cowboys have never won, Eddie. I don't recall the Cowboys ever winning. Nobody believes that. That's true. Exactly. I'm a very young man. Just starting out in radio. It's amazing. That's why you're doing overnights. That's right. If I was good, I'd be on during the day. Cutting cutting your teeth here. Nobody good on is at night in radio or overnights. This is when they put crap on. Good people are on during the day. That's where they make the real money. Nighttime radio blows. Please. If I if I was halfway decent, I'd have 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. One of those time slots. I'm not. I'm only allowed to do radio from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free Great quote. Time now for the CFL report. We go to Ottawa. A man who has his Kawhi Leonard jersey on. He's so excited about the Raptors. We say hi to Jason in Ottawa. Hello, Ben. How are you this week? I hope uh, happy Thursday. As as always, we have the Thursday CFL report. This is the We've Got Your Back edition of the CFL report. We'll jump right into it. The Maller MOP in a losing effort. Winnipeg running back Andrew Harris, 13 carries, 139 yards, and two touchdowns. You can't be the player. If you lose, you can't be the player of the week. What's going on with you? It, it, was, it was a pretty lackluster week, uh, I will all right. admit. All right. yeah. now, they lost to BC 2017. I called that one. Travis Lue returned for the BC Lions after a torn ACL to lead them to that uh, comeback victory. So good job by me. Another action. Calgary moved to 4 0. They beat Ottawa 27 3. And Toronto lost in Edmonton. Edmonton barely squeaking out a victory, 16-15. to Mike Riley struggles against the Argonauts here. Uh, Toronto quarterback Ricky Ray, he may be done for the year and possibly his career. The 38-year-old suffered a neck injury, so we'll keep our eye on that. Now, not only Kawhi Leonard came to Toronto, Dexter McCluster, former Chief and Pro Bowler, he was added to the Toronto Argonauts roster uh, this week, so he seems yeah. to be fitting well, what's, what's going on? What's the, what's the buzz on... And Terrell Owens, what's he? Is he going to play in the CFL, or are they going to go uh, get rid of him? What's going on with it? Well, reports are the 44-year-old is 100% serious about playing for the Edmonton Eskimos. He activated his 10-day um, his 10-day clause to either be signed or waived by the Eskimos, yeah. so they have 10 days to negotiate or release him. Ben, so that would be exciting for sure. I have, I have a friend; he's a huge Eskimos fan. Yeah, um, I like those now, candy, those uh, those ice cream bars, the Eskimo uh, ice cream. Yeah, all right. Uh, so uh, now, how, how do we do on the picks? How do we do on the picks? Geico well, game picks, Ben. I was terrible. I went overdue. That means you went two and zero. Yeah, baby, I'm oh, back. I am back, Mister CFL. It took me a couple weeks, but I got my mojo back. You're heating up like the summer months, Ben. So who you got this week? All right, I got. A, I got. You want me to give two? I, we're not going to pick all three. I think there's only three games. No, no, no. Uh, four, but go ahead. All right, I'll give you two picks. Now, right. uh, I'm going to take Hamilton. 
I'm going to lay the 10.5. They're at home against Saskatchewan. A lot of people, I think, in the public like Saskatchewan. I'm going to take Hamilton there, minus the 10.5. That's a big number, but they're at home. They should they should cover that with a little margin there. And then I'm going to give you a live dog. I'm going to give you British Columbia going on the road. I know it's in your backyard there. They're playing Ottawa. But I'm going to take BC plus the 7 on the road. This is a fourth quarter game. This is a one-score game. I will take the touchdown and BC. Okay. I, I'm going to be I'm going to be at that game. I'm taking my hometown Red Blacks. Uh, I also like Winnipeg, uh, two-point favorites in Toronto. Now, good job by you because that, uh, that Hamilton-Saskatchewan game, that's our sleep number game of the week. We got your back. There's only one baseball game, so I know Coop will be busy playing Rocket League and Roberto has a kid, but you and I, you got to check this game out. There's only one baseball game, so you guys watch that one. Well, what time, is the, what time is the game at? What's that, uh, 7.30? Is that right? Yeah. Be a, I think it's a 7, okay. 7 or 7.30 Eastern uh, game. All right. So All check right. that one. Yeah. And uh, last, one last quick thing. Thank you very much to Leslie for the shout-out for appreciating the CFO report. I hope her and Jack the Judge have a lovely summer on Long Island, Ben. All right, there he goes, Jason in Ottawa. Thank you, Jason. Good job by you. And we go from the CFL report. It's all we're sucking up to our Canadian podcast listeners and our live Canadian listeners. Oh, I want to eat some uh, some cheese fries is what I want to eat. Poutine. Yeah, poutine. That's what I want to eat. Uh, Eddie Garcia, let's puck the world right now. We're making Roberto work. Let's puck the world here. Find out what's going on in hockey. Eddie, well, what the hell's going on? I hate to start off on a downer, and we mentioned this earlier in the week, but yeah. former NHL goalie Ray Emery drowning on Sunday was the big story in hockey. Now, anything nefarious that took place? No, or was it just a, they're saying yeah. no foul play was suspected, but they haven't released the results of the autopsy. Right. If he had anything in his system or if he yeah. just dove in and maybe hit his head and Ooh. that was that wow. but they said he dove into the water he never came back out he played parts of 11 seasons in the NHL with the Senators Flyers Ducks and Blackhawks mostly as a backup he was on the Senators team that went to the Stanley Cup final in 2007 and won the Stanley Cup with the Blackhawks in 2013 Tampa Bay Lightning lockup star winger Nikita Kucherov 8 years 76 million dollars it kicks in in the 2019-20 season he's 25 at 100 points last year with uh, in 80 games 39 goals 61 assists was an MVP candidate is 1.20 points per game average over the past two years ranks only behind Connor McDavid of the Oilers and Evgeny Malkin of the Penguins. Vegas Golden Knights agree in a three-year contract extension with goalie Marc-Andre Fleury with $21 million. He's 33 at a 29-13-4 record last year. Career best 2.24 goals against average and helped lead the Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup Final in their first year. Winnipeg Jets lock up their goaltender Connor Hellebuck. Six years, 20, I mean, that $37 million. $37 million? That's correct. Uh, wow. Tied for the NHL lead in most wins with 44. He was second in the balloting for the Vezina Trophy. He's not that good. For the top goalie to oh, Pekka Rene of Nashville. He's overrated. And finally, a federal judge overseeing the NHL concussion case has denied class action status for the former players that are suing the league over head injuries. The judge cited widespread differences in state laws about medical monitoring, which the retired players are seeking uh, and would present a significant case management difficulty. Uh, no word if the players will appeal. So basically, the players can sue the uh, NHL in their individual areas uh, over this concussion stuff, but they can't all together group a giant lawsuit together against the NHL. So that was right. the ruling by the judge. And that's your uh, Puck the World report. Thank you, Eddie. Good job there. And Eddie's got a hockey podcast. Are you still doing that in the offseason? Yes, sir. You are? All right, there you go. Check it out. The Puck Podcast. I didn't say you could name the podcast. I just said you have a podcast. Make sure you dump that in the podcast there, Roberto. That's a competing podcast. 
He's, he's, he's there's taking, there's plenty of room for all of us. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Hey, can we do a class action lawsuit, Eddie? Because when I'm done with radio, I will not be able to hear. I will have well, no hearing. Can we sue for hearing according loss? According to uh, you know all these injuries that are being suffered by our colleagues, maybe there's I, there, yeah. This is dangerous. This is a dangerous job. This, dangerous job. This job is not that easy. We are going to have fact or fiction. We got a good panel of judges. I see them lined up. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. The Ben Maller Show has some quirks and oddities that need to be heard twice to be believed, and now you can thanks to the Ben Maller Show podcast, available wherever you download fine podcasts, including iHeart and iTunes. We need your help. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star review. It drives the corporate guys crazy. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. If it is Thursday morning, that means... You know it. You know it. Please transmit immediately. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. Is it fact or fiction? Let's face some raw facts. Lies, 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 yeah. On the Ben Maller Show. All right, let's do it. We have limited time, so let's meet all of our judges here. Fact or fiction? You can play along as you drive around. Or just kind of hang out and not do anything. Fact or fiction, we'll give you three stories. You have to figure out which of the three stories is not true, separating fiction from fact. Our judges are lined up. Let's say hello to them. We have the power couple from Long Island enjoying summertime. Just outside New York City, we say hello to Leslie along with Jack the Judge. Hello, Leslie! Hello, Ben, and what a nice shout-out from Jason. Now, how is the Big Apple treating you? How's the Big it's Apple treating you? It's so gorgeous here, yeah. Ben. You now, ought to come and visit. I, it's a glorious, glorious summer here. I love New York. i got to get back there. I've been there. Uh, I was there last year, actually. But, uh, Leslie, now, do you, how often do you and Jack go into the city? Do you guys go, like, Friday night? You're going to party it up? Oh, no, no, no. no. We're too old for that. <laughs> All right. You're never too old. Come on. You guys can go clubbing. Go out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, hold on, Leslie. There Thank she. you. All right. The lovely Leslie. We have the Rooster, our buddy the Rooster, very active on Twitter. Hello, Rooster. Ben Maller. How are you doing? If I was any better, I'd be a twin, but not a Minnesota twin because, you know, they stink. Yeah, you know. You know, in, in, in a perfect world, they would fire Molitor and they'd hire Dan Gladden as a, as a manager. Ah, you want to take him out of the broadcasting game, huh? Pull hey, uh, if you sit and listen to his broadcast, this guy's a genius. He yeah. knows exactly what's going on. That's correct. I'm also a genius. I'm available if they would like to hire me. I have all well, the answers I for mean, the twins. Yeah, but, but, you know, you're unavailable. I mean, you're, no, I'm not. you're a radio show. Oh, if you saw what I got paid, I'm very available. Uh, I'm <laughs> very, very available, yes. All right, hold on a sec. Uh, Rooster, we have Justin in Cincinnati. Hello, Justin. I would rather Andre the Giant give me a prostate exam than eat ranch. <laughs> uh, Bill. Bill and Indy. Hello, Bill. Hey, Ben. How are you? Bill, if I was any better, I'd be a Colt, but not an Indianapolis Colt because their quarterback can't get on the field. That means we're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do for a living, Bill? Ben, I'm keeping America safe one accident at a time. Uh, I do actual traffic reporting for Indianapolis. Really? Right now the roads are smooth. Look at you like a big traffic. Look at you. Big traffic, Uber. All right, hold on a sec. We have 
Uh, who do we have? Uh, we have, oh, Radio Rich, the the man, the myth, the legend from Wheeling, West Virginia. Hello, Radio Rich. Howdy doody. You know, except for being a suck-up, I just can't understand any possible reason that Leslie or Jack. All right, here we go. We've got three stories here. Let's figure out which of the three is not true. Story number one, Shaq spinning records. Shaquille O'Neal, he's done a lot of different things since he's quit playing in the NBA, but now he is performing DJ sets as DJ Diesel, former Laker, appearing at an Atlantic City club over the weekend where he started a Barkley Sucks chant while spinning records in front of a graphic that says Barkley has no rings. Story number two, the people's team, the L.A. Clippers, have found a new creative way to excite their growing fan base. The Clippers have invited fans to attend an exclusive tour of Staples Center that includes a visit to the infamous secret tunnel that gained notoriety when Chris Paul, the evil Chris Paul, and James Harden tried to overthrow the Clipper locker room. Yet again, the Clippers showing that they're innovative and pioneers. Story number three, you can't mess with me, Coop. Story number three, Antonio Brown, the negotiator. He's on the cover of Madden Football. According to the Bleacher Report, he made some weird demands to the people at EA Sports. According to them, he didn't ask for money, but instead Antonio Brown asked for a copy of the game every year ahead of the public launch date. So he's on the list, like the secret list. And he also demanded that the rest of his career with the Steelers, that his ranking never fall below a 94. He was at a 99 rating on the video game. But he says, as long as he's playing, I'll be on the cover. You don't have to pay me. But I want an advanced copy of the game every year, as long as you guys make it. And my rating can't go go below a 94. All right, those are the three stories. Which of these three is not true? Let's go to our celebrity panel of judges. One, two, or three. Leslie, the lovely Leslie. What's the answer here, Leslie? Power three. Co- Number three. I love that you're quick. I love that. Thank you, Leslie. Have a wonderful weekend. Those Thank two. You. Rock uh, on. Yeah. Rooster. One, two, or three, Rooster. Gotta be number two, Ben. Gotta be number two. All right, hold on a sec. All right, have a good day. There you go. Uh, Justin, uh, friend of Andre the Giant. One, two, or three, Justin? Number three. Suck it, Coop. All right. Thank you. Uh, Bill, the traffic guy in Indy. Bill, one, two, or three, Bill? Get the brown out. Number three. Number three. And Radio Rich from Wheeling, West Virginia. I think I might be developing a hernia, so I'll go with number three. <laughs> Uh, that's very. Have you had a hernia before? Have you had no? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we don't have time to run down all the stories. We had a couple of winners here. The bogus story number three. The Antonio Brown story that was the made up. So good job, uh, made up story. Good job by Radio Rich, Leslie, and Justin, and all you guys who got it right. Uh, that was the made up story. Those other stories are true. Shaq is a DJ or trying to be a, a DJ and. The Clippers, what a bunch of visionaries over there, the Clippers. Uh, that is, what a great way to make money. I just want to point out, Koopa Loop, he tried to, he thought I would be like the talking seal, you know, and whatever you put in front of me, <laughs> I will just, whatever you put in front of me, I will just read verbatim, but no. But no, see, because Koop, Koop wanted me to do a hit job on the Clippers. And I, I, I realized his evil intentions, 
and I cut the man off at the pass. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.